0: When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com.
1: The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's than clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you win. Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for further details.
2: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Welcome back to Swan's Cast everyone. So first of all, before we get into this video, it is going to be a season review, a little bit special. We've got quite a few guests in this one. So we'll have me, Lee and Alid, you know, part of the Swan's Cast team talking about our review. And then the guests will come on and kind of talk about their thoughts and feelings with just myself uh, afterwards. So it's quite a long video. Um, I'll be honest with you, but I will timestamp it. So you can either watch each section, whichever ones you want to watch, or you can... You know, jump back in and and forward to the video, come back, watch a little bit more. Uh, or just skip to the people that you want to watch, for example. Um, before we get into that, though, I would just like to thank everyone for your support so far. Obviously, we only started halfway through this season in January. It's been a really good start for us, and we want to continue to grow as a channel. Just want to thank everyone for the support so far. We're on 337 subscribers on YouTube, which is crazy, and we have got 600 followers on Twitter, and that keeps growing as well. So thank you very much, everyone. All I could ask is, if anyone is watching this video, because still quite a few people that are watching that are not subscribed, please can you just click that subscribe button we want to get to 1000 that's our target really because it just opens up more possibilities for the channel and allows us to do more stuff going forward okay so that's what we're aiming for so i really appreciate it thanks everyone for the support so far that's one thing if you can do that for me i would really appreciate it and also don't forget as well click the like button that just helps more people see our video um it it tells youtube that you know people like watching it and it pushes it out to more people, and engage in the comments as well. We'd love to hear what you have to say. So tell us your season reviews, how you thought the season went compared to your pre-season expectations, and let us know your thoughts and feelings as well. So let's get straight into the video then. So obviously I say video, if you are listening on Spotify as well, thanks very much. I can't timestamp it so much on Spotify, but obviously I'm sure you can stop and go on there as you please. so the, the guests we've got are obviously first of all I'll be with the Swans cast boys but then we've got Amy Clement returning so she's been here quite regular so welcome her back, check out what she has to say, we've got Alex from the Send Him Off podcast, Ollie has come back he does a blog called uh, Vibe Football so check him out as well, uh, Darren from the Real Jack Army has sent me in a clip show, uh, telling me about his season review and we've got a debut from a Swansea fan called Joey, who you might know from Twitter. So I'll leave all the links to their relevant uh, social medias or blogs or channels or whatever they do in the description. So go support them after the video as well. But without further ado, let's get straight into it. Once again, thank you very much and I shall see you later. All right, guys. So welcome back to the channel, Arid and Lee, as always. Arid, ah, been a while Hello. since you were on your last. Been uh, Indeed. Been uh, away. What have you been doing? On
3: sabbatical. Being busy
0: with university.
1: Well, all finished now, isn't it? So no yep. excuses for the summer. You need, to be on your, you need to be watching every single game in the Euros so you can tell us exactly what's going on.
0: Right. I already missed the first game.
1: You haven't started yeah, you nutter? <laughs> oh, no, I'm in the friendly. Well, that's not a good start, is it? Anyway, don't no, worry no. about what he says, guys. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so as i've just explained we're going to start off and we're going to talk about our kind of pre-season expectations and then compare it to like what really happened in the end and we are not going to talk about our players of the season or anything like that though because we've got a separate video coming kind of like a swans cast player awards for 2020 2021 season so i'll be coming in hopefully in the next week or so um but let's get straight into it so i'll start with you then lee <clears throat> before the season kicked off before we kicked the ball Bit of a weird pre season, of course. There wasn't much gap between the end of last season and going into this season. We had a good finish last year, so what was you thinking going into this one?
4: I think really, it was it seems like it was ages ago, but obviously it was a sh- like a shorter season in terms of the timing, wasn't it? But I yeah, I think coming off the back of last season, um I would have just I would have taken playoffs all day. Like I would have been happy with playoffs, but I think expectation was just to you know sort of have a respectable position, you know, even if it was just outside the playoffs I think in terms of our you know like our resources, as Cooper likes to say is the the resources um I didn't think we would compete as much as we did, especially early on in the season, yeah, you know when you looked at like Watford and bournemouth and and you know and and Brentford recruited well again, and I just thought you know in and around the playoffs would have been what I would have expected again, but we got more than that in all fairness.
1: Um, while are you mentioning resources? Just thought it was a good time to highlight this. But we have mentioned resources a couple of times on our podcast, our channel. And some opposition fans that have picked up and listened to some of the stuff we've said or when we've been on other other channels, uh, talking about Swansea stuff like on other teams' channels. We always get picked up on the fact that we talk about our resources as a bit of a people laugh at us a little bit because there seems to be this sort of um, view that from these other clubs, like Barnsley and Brentford fans, the two that I can recall recently that commented on it saying, you know, we're paying RU 80k a week, how are you even moaning about resources and all this, the other. And like I understand what you're saying, you know, in terms of how much we're spending on our wage budget. Maybe it is top end of the championship, maybe. But that's because we've come down from being in the Prem for eight years. So it's all kind of relative in the fact that, You've got to adapt. You can't just overnight click your fingers and all of a sudden everything's less. Everyone's getting paid less. You know, the amount of players we've already had turned over since we've got relegators, but I would go on a whim and say it's higher than any other club since we've come down in terms of outgoings (laughs) to incomings and the amount of changeover there's been. Um, We've definitely, like, had a massive dent in our expenditure. It still might be on the high end of wage budget, but that's the point, isn't it? We signed a lot of these players when they were in the Premier League because they're going to be on higher wages. You can't just get rid of them. Um, I don't.
4: I don't think. I like you said. Apart from IU, though, I don't think we would have. I someone probably show us the stats, but I don't think we were on the higher end of the wage budget. Um, yeah. It was only IU as a, IU as an anomaly because yeah. most of our players are young or homegrown or on loan this season, Um and as a result of paying, like you said, of paying IU's wages of 80K a week, we lost, you know, Rodon, McBurney. Yeah. And you couldn't sign anyone. The list goes on. And then, yeah. And didn't bring anybody yeah. to a place.
1: Yeah. And then you look at like Brentford, for example, who is, you know, those fans laughing at us from that respect, not all of them, of course, most of them do understand. Um, but, you know, you sell in your Ollie Watkins, your Ben Rama or whatever for a lot of money, which we equivalent did a couple of years ago with Dan James and McBurney, I would say. Um, However, then you go and buy even Tony for £10 million. So you might not be paying him 80 a week, but you've spent all that money bringing the player in. So when you're yeah, saying, exactly. oh yeah, we don't have these resources, blah, 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 I'm not saying you don't deserve to be doing that because you, you do, because you've been run well and you've earned your right to bring those players in in that way and spend that money in that way. But it's not like you're not spending the money either. Barnsley, on the yeah. other hand, fair enough, they've just come up from League One. So yeah, they're going to be in a different different situation because they're going to have players kind of on salaries reflective of that league probably all had a little bit of a pay rise when they came up but in terms of like an average squad that's come down from the prem to one that's come up from league one even after one or two years in the league there's still going to be a big difference there and that's just natural and it's not like we were in the prem for one year offered everyone a mad contract and came down we were there for like seven eight years so it just comes to kind of default that you're paying your players a bit more at that point and you just have to your club just needs to go through a transition to get back to like the level of operating in the championship which is the literal reason why parachute payments exist because there's such a massive difference that a club that drops from that level to this level without that support as much as you may agree or disagree with the parachute payments maybe it's not the best way to do it but it's a system that's there something like that is necessary to like Stop the clubs basically falling apart because it's just with financial fair play, they'd instantly be on the wrong end of it. But that's uh, just went off on a tangent a little bit. But uh, no, but I, just... I, like, like
4: you said, though, I'd be, I'd be very surprised if we were in the top six of budget of salary payers in the league. Very surprised you you I think we might be up well, there he... with him. Well, yeah, with him probably, yeah, with him. yeah. You know, around the top six, but you're talking like you said, 80k a week, yeah. Um might be surprised if we were any higher than that.
0: I mean so you spoke that's... about turnover. Obviously we've brought in uh, youngsters who aren't going to be on the same amount as yeah. those oh, more experienced players and you know so but there will be a few players who have that extra amount because they played for us when we were in the prem yeah, and exactly. although you they'll take a percentage cut probably it's not going to you know be yeah. 80k well, that, down
1: to 40k. That was apparently part of the problem when we got relegated, though, that some of the newer contracts and their desperation to stay in the league, they actually didn't input relegation wage uh, clauses in, like to drop the wage. So that was kind of part of our problem. Bad, bad management of the club, it is, but then we had to fix that. And that's, that's when, when any Swans fan talks about their financial situation and it being bad... Compare what you like in terms of like the fact that we were there. We had all our money while we were there, but when we come back down, we don't have it, and we've now got to get from up here to the sort of resources you operate at. So even though we might be spending more, we need to get to your level, and that's where the problems are because you're just shipping money away until you get to that level. So you end up in the red, look a stoke, until you get to that level. So that and Cardiff, they lost money this year as well. Recent relegated clubs. So that, that's that's what it is. It's just people I think that haven't been in the prem, didn't have the parachute money, like to like be like, Oh, look at them talking about yeah. difficulties when they've got this free money. It's like, that's literally yeah, the but, it's there.
4: Yeah. But also like say pay an IU 80, 80 K a week, you know, because we're paying him 80 K a week and everyone says like, Oh, you're paying this money. You've got this money to outlay. No, that's taken so much of our budget away. Yeah. That I would argue that the rest, you know, the rest of the squad is not anywhere near that level.
1: You could probably get like three players for that wage. Um, which, yeah. over the course of a season, Boy. you could argue, I'm not saying oh, he was not quality and then did a good job for us, but in a different team you could probably pick three players in a championship if you went across all the clubs that you could pay out of his wages and sign that could probably bring as much in terms of if you're adding the three to the squad. Like, for example, yeah. how much was that DK from yeah. Barnsley on loan? Do you know what I mean? No one knew who he was and then he had mm-hmm. the storm of a season, so you bring him with cheap, to So that's an example.
4: Yeah, but this this is it. Like you would sack like uh, obviously like I'd love to keep IU. Yeah. I know he's gone now, I'd love to keep him in. He's been classed for the club but like, in a positive way to spin it. Losing that off the wage books, we're able to invest in, like you said, like two or three players. Because yeah. the probably the main reason why we didn't go up was our strength and depth. Yeah, exactly. So if you add yeah. maybe three players in instead of IU that, that boost the squad, then it might be different.
1: Anyway, yeah, we've gone off on a tangent yeah. with us. We'll get back on track. Um but one last thing, I I don't know how much his wages were pretty much covered by third year parachutes, so we'll have to wait and see whether we do get that money reinvested, but
0: hopefully
4: we yeah. will.
1: Hopefully we will. Um okay, Alid, what was your pre season expectations then?
0: Yeah, I mean going off of last season I was I was expecting around the playoffs playoff area. Um especially compared to the teams that lee mentioned um you know I, I think it just made sense for us to be in and around that area with the squad we had as well with the um continuation of some of the loans like GUI. GUI, yeah um yeah and woodman. so yeah and uh, yeah and of course woodman um so with the continuation of those loans i felt quite comfortable thinking that we'd be in the in the playoff area again and um I mean, getting to play playoff final, definitely a uh, progression on um, last year.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of the same sort of. Um, I kind of, because we kind of got in last day last year, and I've said this a couple of times with everyone I spoke to, now, but I'll explain it detail, Like, we kind of robbed that position. So I think, for me, it was an improvement if we just earned that position. Like, we were there. We were, like, not just the last day of the season where we got in, but... There, thereabouts all year and we're in it quite comfortably even if it was sixth in the end just to get to that playoffs like comfortably be the team all year that's like there if that makes sense i saw that as a bit progression because as much as we finished in the playoffs last season i we like it was so abrupt at the end that i kind of don't think that's where our season was as a whole we got a bit lucky to get there in the end and the points total to get sixth last year was quite low. Um, so, yeah, for me, to get there comfortable, that's what I was I was aiming for, as progression. And then I guess the other thing is, because we lost in the semi-final, um, learn from the mistakes to get through that uh, game. And, you know, we we know what happened there as well. But we'll talk about how the season added up in a second. So, okay, so let's have a look at the beginning of the season. So we're going to sort of... Not really like very, very in-depth, but we're going to do a bit of a season review. So summing up the season then, we're going to look at like, stand-up moments. We're going to look at areas that maybe cost us and compare then to where we saw our expectations. So let's go right to the beginning. We'll kind of split it into two halves, I think. It works quite well with what happened as well. So first half of the season, I would say we kind of, uh, kind of set out and carried on where we left off, I guess, from last year. Um, bar the the cup game game against Newport, which after that I was a bit worried. I'll be honest, losing two nil in the cup to Newport. As much as it was nice to see Newport doing well, bit of a concern for us because he uh, did have a bit of a mixed squad. Some players played there that we didn't really see too much of for the rest of the year. I think Rushi sharada sure run out at some point.
4: Yeah, was it was that? like our first first competitive game for us, though, wasn't it? I think League One and League Two had started like two three weeks before that, so they were yeah.
0: Were and, and we running. only had one friendly against far yeah. Green as like, well. It was, it was yeah. a weird one because we
1: had, um, <laughs> we had Jake Bidwell, obviously left wing back, Kyle Norton left centre back, Joe Rodon, Corey Smith right centre back, and Wayne Routledge right wing back. So it was a bit of an odd uh, odd team. Um, and yeah, I, I thought Rashisha came on, but I'm looking at him now and he didn't. But Osoro came on. So I guess that shows, doesn't it, what uh, what sort of stage of the season we were at there. Osora comes on, Pettersson comes on. I don't know what, I actually forgot Pettersson was sold this season. And, yeah, and Dander yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess that it was a bit of a ropey start after that when Pettersson got sold and Steve Cooper had a bit of handbags, didn't he, with the board over that at that time. But we go into the actual league and we get a win against Preston. Um, I go on a bit of a good run to start the season four games in a row without losing and then we lost against Huddersfield at home but yeah what do you think about the start of the season then Lee?
4: Yeah well trying to try and jog the memory I think it's where we started quite well didn't we? I think most of the, the beginning of the season we looked good um, Gibbs White slotted in quite nicely didn't he? He was looking good
2: yeah
4: Um yeah, it was a good start. It was, well, similar to last season, we we started quite well, didn't we?
1: Yeah, it was three wins um, out of four and a draw, and then and then the loss.
4: Yeah, well, you can't complain with a start like that in the championship. You're off to a flyer, then, anyway. You? You're not, you're not, you're immediately on the front foot, and you? you're not chasing points already. I feel like you know we lost the first four, so uh, yeah, good start. Yeah,
1: know. correct me if I'm wrong. We obviously got, you know, a good start. I believe four points in the first two games. Maybe after the third game where we won that as well, seven points. I don't think we fell out of the playoffs since.
4: Yeah, I know. That's class. You can't mm-hmm. argue with that. No, so that's to stay, to maintain that sort of level all season, yeah. to stay in the top 6-7 area.
1: Yeah, it's good. Alid, what did you make of it?
0: Yeah, I remember seeing that 2-0 against Newport, and I was just like, oh, for God's sake. Um, and then we got some decent results. Um... And that sort of boosted confidence again. I, I got to say, though, in a way, I feel as nice as a cup run is, I sort of feel like maybe that helped us a little bit uh, without having those extra games and a, and a more compact, with, with the compact season, having those extra games, I think might have just pushed the edge again. Um, so having possibly being knocked out early on,
4: could have been a bit of a god
0: Maybe it was a he compact was, season, wasn't it? So I like, I
1: didn't even think of that. But yeah.
4: He was trying to you could see what, like you said, what stage of the season we were at with the players that he played in there. I'm trying to think, when did when did he when did we sell Rodon? Uh
1: he hmm. played he did play in the championship, so
4: Yeah, I know he had a couple of games in the championship. And I remember he played he did play well at the no, start he's still there for the
0: Preston game. Still
1: when, there, when, when, It was basically on transfer deadline day, wasn't it? yeah which was a bit later on into um october this year,
0: or september even
4: well what was our what was our starting team right, for he's
0: gone by the fifth game um huddersfield which we lost 2-1 from what i can see
1: yeah so he played on the 3rd of october against millwall and then he's not in the team for huddersfield yeah which was on the 7th which is when we which is when we lost yeah yeah but <laughs> i remember that game and we shouldn't have lost that game uh there was a co there was a goal from a corner which was like uh caught us out a little bit it was kind of played short to the edge of the box and i think they shot and it got deflected in or something and i'm pretty sure the other goal was a deflection as well from outside the box so uh um, yeah. we should not have lost that game but we did uh they did a double over us we'll talk about the other Huddersfield game a bit later on i think but um Some other key moments then after this, because we had that one loss and then we went on another five match unbeaten run with three draws and two wins. One of the draws there was against Brentford, which is another game I feel we should have won the away game at Brentford. I think even though we went behind, we were the better team and looked like the team if it was going to be one to
4: win it. Yeah, it's coming back now. There was a few, considering how well we played in the beginning uh, of the season. there were yeah. there were a few drop points there as well. We should have beaten Norwich, away, we? And definitely yeah. should have
1: beaten Brentford away as well. So Huddersfield away, I would say, is drop a uh, home. Sorry, I would say, drop points. Bristol City away, where they had that dodgy oh, penalty because well, yeah. Connor Roberts. Yeah. Remember, they were both running backwards or something and yeah, tripped over, the and there's a penalty. Um, they were awful, Bristol then. Which, about. which in hindsight, you think, oh well, yeah, they were awful, they had an awful season. But at that point, they were in the playoffs with us, which is important to remember. Um, but yeah, we were on top for much of that game. So that was more drop points for me. And like, you know, you look look at these games and when you think about how we ended the season, we weren't necessarily like scoring lows, we playing all that well. You know, here we had less possession than Bristol, but we had more shots. And shots is what we were struggling with at the end of the season. So it just shows that you know it wasn't always necessarily such a problem for us creating chances uh, all you, But then we had Gibbs White back then as well, although what game did had he in get injured in? I think he was gone by Bristol.
4: He only played like five games, didn't he, I think?
1: Yeah, he was gone by the Bristol game. I, uh, you are right. Five games.
4: We only had five games out of him. It was ridiculous.
1: Well, we had that cameo against Watford, didn't we?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Just to when tease
1: us. he came came on and was just putting all the attackers out, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, come back, mate, come back," and then they never played him badly.
0: uh, is it how do you say his name? Guy Ocaraz? yeah, Guy yeah. I, don't... Oh, yeah, um, I he him. was the he was the one in those sort of string of games being subbed on for. Though.
1: Yeah, well, because he was brought in as a forward, wasn't he? But like, he yeah, just didn't really. He had a couple of promising outings right at the start, but. Maybe confidence, but he never got into the rhythm and uh, it just never worked out. Kind of reminds sure. me a little bit like the squares, the Schechter, that you know looked maybe like they could do something at the start, but then the more you see them, the less they do and just didn't work. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so draw Brentford. Did then, he get yeah, recalled? Guyocras did, yeah, and then he went to Coventry. And then uh, lost to Norwich, which, yeah, again, that was... Um, that was quite a tight game and they scored right at the end, didn't they? Eighty fourth game.
4: Yeah, but, yeah, Lowe missed two setters in that game.
1: Yeah, that was like Yeah, I remember mm, that. that was where oh. Lowe kind of people were questioning him a bit after that. But I think it wasn't long after this that his uh, his goal scoring run starts where he scores like nine nine games in a row or something like that. Ten games yeah. in a row. Obviously like the, the Cardiff certain, the game times. being included. Okay, so first half of the season, going quite well. So we had two losses then, the the Norwich one being the second. Um, But up up literally 16th of December, which is like coming up to halfway, we lost 2-0 to Derby. I believe that was an awful game. (laughs) I remember watching that. I think Winnie's first game or something. That was Um, a hangover from the Derby, that was. Yeah, which I was going to come to in a sec. But that was only our fourth loss, I was going to say, which was like just before Christmas, 16th of December. You are right, though. Derby was the match before, and uh 2-0 win over Cardiff. Ugh, red card of Cardiff as well, if you remember. And the brace from Jamal Lowe. And the official goal of the season, voted for on the Swans, Swans Awards. Uh, they gave it to Jamal Lowe for the goal he scored where he runs through the pitch and um, scores. Interestingly, after like the four or five uh, guys I've had on for the rest of this video that you'll see after this, I don't want to do any spoilers, but... Jamal Lowe is heavy on the uh, goal-scoring goal, goal of the year award.
4: He did, he did score some crackers. In all fairness, I could think of a. Like, we'll probably do it in another video, but I got one that I think is better than the Cardiff goal, which is controversial. But we'll come back to that. I
1: think it's just because of his run. We don't really see goals like that much as a Swansea fan. Mm.
4: Yeah, yeah, where true. they
1: just dribble from like nearly halfway and beat some people and like also, them, also sc-
4: score. Yeah. Also, the opposition—the fact that it was against Cardiff. Yeah, I mean, it Probably. wouldn't
1: have been. It was special, but being against them, like,
0: would it be as special against someone else? It's going
1: to be forever, isn't it? That goal now—he's going to be. Oh yeah. You could. You yeah. could play. I know there's question marks in the second half of the season over Lou, but you would still be in the history books and like a legend after that. I think.
4: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Like Mnez, he's you know Mnez is yeah. he's the same. Like, not necessarily. The best player to ever pull on a swan shirt, but he's got a goal against Cardiff, and that's the, what's important. Yeah. Okay, so general reflections then, first half of the season. Another two games I want to highlight as positive points for me, even though we didn't necessarily win them both. So it was the home games, double home game week, and that was against Reading and Watford. And I thought yeah. those two games is probably what I can remember. Other than maybe Norwich at home, where we played our best football. I think those two games, they were massive games. They were both in the playoffs at the time. Watford, one of the favourites for the league. Um, we didn't beat Reddin, but as far, again, as far as I'm concerned, that's more drop points and then pulling it up on Sofa Score. That game scores. was so frustrating. Yeah, pulling it up on Sofa Score, looking at the momentum graph here. like It's literally three bits where it's Reddin, the rest of the match is us. Um, yeah, I remember that. We absolutely backed oh. like, That was where. No way, there's been arguments over Cooper's style of play and whether he can actually play the Swansea way. I would say this game, we played the Swansea way and it shows he can do it if he wants to, and the players can play that way under him. You know, it was 57% possession and we had 11 shots, six on target. um, Two big chances created, two big chances missed, and that was the problem in the end. But I think that and the Watford game after it, they were uh, probably two best performances back to back um, this season.
0: one thing we have to consider at this point, though, of the season as well, is that um, Reading was still in contention yeah. for playoffs. They were still high in the oh, table yeah. at that point. Well, I think um, they were literally... You know, there they were, they were just under us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they were top by the beginning of the season,
1: remember? They went on that crazy yeah, run of winning, yeah. like, nine games in a yeah, row. Yeah, they did,
2: yeah. So, oh, and, I think um, yeah.
0: With that game, though, n- not with that game, with that run, they ended up picking up a lot of injuries. Yeah. Um, I think John Swift was one of them. Who I think he's their captain. Um, he got sucked I... out in that game. Maybe got injured and, in that game. And yeah, he he got injured. A lot of their experienced players and their quality players got injured. Well, that's fine, um,
1: but we like their keeper as an absolute so. worldie. Oh, like he, he was insane against in that, game. that game. Um, <laughs> and I believe, if I remember correctly, they played someone in the next game, and he had a howler. And like they conceded the softest goal. And it was just typical because he literally like used all of his uh, lives, if you like, in the game before that. He just slept in a howl of the next game. Yeah. Typical. Um, typical. Oh, yeah, we went behind against Watford, didn't we? A Tom cleverly strike from outside the box, but then managed to pull back the two. And this was the infamous game that will, again, Jamal Lowe making history this season or being the first player to celebrate in front of the GoPro on the goalkeeping cyclist uh, YouTube channel. That was a good moment from the season as well.
4: well. It seems like it seems like ages ago now. I remember we were in proper lockdown then. I mean, that was like New Year's yeah day, I think, or maybe just the day started, after yeah, Christmas, and it? Just gone back in. And uh, I just remember then that sparked me watching the the Ben Foster videos then from the beginning, just in lockdown with nothing to do. And I thought they were pretty good because I wanted to see the low uh, the low goal and then just watch them all. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy it. And then... but that I was going to say that. That spell, that spell, like Christmas time. Um, well, like December minus like the Derby game where we were awful, like Christmas and then sort of January and then into early Feb. That was probably our best yeah. spell of the season, I think.
1: He means the Derby game is in Derby County, not the Cardiff yeah, Derby yeah. game because they were right next to each other. Yeah, but, um... the
4: Derby County game yeah. after the Derby.
1: <laughs> but yeah, in January even, <laughs> January was a very good month for us. We had a cup run that kind of. Got off to a good start where we beat Stevenage. Freddie Woodman saved a penalty in that game. Um, the Nottingham Forest game, five one. What, what happened there? Like, where was this for the rest of the season? They, Forest didn't even play a weaker team. They didn't play that much of a weak team. They got a new manager at this point as well, didn't they? Chris Houghton come in. Um, we played Liam Cullen uh, and scoring and Routledge getting injured. Both of them in the same match. That was maybe some unfortunate that caused down down the line. But what was he going to say, Alid?
0: Um I said we changed our team quite a bit that game, didn't we? Yeah, Which like, seemed like it, a I mean, bit of a rest. It was more changes than what we
1: would have seen uh, a lot of the time. I think it was Horrorhand's debut. Um Ryan Manning made a start, Latabodia made a start, um we got Jan Dander, Liam Cullen and Rowledge, so you know, five five changes there. So, you know it was a few changes, but a, a, an entirely different front three. And it worked. Routledge was playing well until he got injured. Set Liam Cullen up nice, and he was smashing them in until he got injured. So Ollie Cooper also got a goal in this game when he came off the bench. So that that was a a good one. And obviously set us up for a tie against Man City, who a lot of people think was the start, the beginning of the end. So just before that, though, a 3-1 win against Rotherham another moment i like to highlight because first time in a league match this season we scored more than two. And the 2 0 win against Norwich City at home, which at the time, with the games in hand, put us in contention to be winning the league. And then we're going to February. <laughs> so yeah. We got, we got Man City on the back of that. And yeah, um, didn't quite go so well for us. It's a good moment, though, when Sterling's floored by Geehee. That was a. Yeah. Definitely. We one didn't point.
0: expect much. Um back then if you remember doing the video we you know we we felt like if we could just hold on then maybe we could grind it out but we didn't expect the win because obviously man city just are pure class so you
1: never expect the win against man city and i think at this point as well they were on a stupidly stupid run of consistent wins um so that was always going to (laughs) be a tough game but i think it's like that is seen as a pivotal moment of what happened afterwards so The Sheffield Wednesday game gets postponed, which is the game after, so we can't even have an instant bounce back. And then we scraped a 1-0 win against Forest, considering we beat them a couple of weeks earlier, 5-1. Did we score a late goal in this one? Yeah, Connor Roberts. Roberts, Uh, This
4: was the start of the the poor performances, but Nick in wins.
1: And then the second game against Huddersfield, which we haven't got John with us today, but I don't know if you want to remind (laughs) us what happened there.
4: <laughs> I think John said he was very confident of a win. I think he's predicted three nil swans. I think.
1: Have we actually seen John on the channel since that? I I, mm, think no, that I don't think we last have. Time. Oh well, John's gone into retirement on the back of that uh, that <laughs> outburst. He said he'd never been more confident of a Swansea win or something, didn't he? <laughs> something yeah, like, um, <laughs> something
0: along those lines.
1: And we lost four one, heaviest defeat of the season. Um, crazy game, and what made it worse was. New signing, Jordan Morris, who was definitely being brought into the team more and more, comes on our half time and snaps his leg. So, as well as having forwards Routledge and Cullen out, we've also now got Morris out um, and out for the season. That was as well. Bad news, bad news. And then it continues. Mm. So, we actually came back after that and got a 1 0 win at home to Coventry, which again, I believe, was like a hard, uh, hard yeah. game. Maybe not as hard as some of the other ones. Probably say just about maybe could have said that it was deserved, but it wasn't like what we were looking at earlier in the season. And then comes the Bristol City at home, which.
4: Oh, God. I
1: want to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, why are we talking about this again? Casey Parker <laughs> charging down um, Woodman and then coming out in the news and telling everybody that it's definitely an opportunity.
4: Yeah, well, was that a... was horrific.
0: But do you know the man? Fair, like, but... do you remember that game? The first half.
4: Yeah, we absolutely battered yeah, we... them,
0: and we just couldn't score. Well, we scored. No, we didn't score. We scored in fifty fifth. Like, that was actually on my birthday as well, which was even more
1: depressing. But um, <laughs> the, the the first half. I know I said the two games against Reading and Watford were the best we played all season, but I think the first half of that was technically the best. I don't know whether it was down to the fact that Bristol looked like they just. Didn't want to play football. Um, but oh, my God. It was so hard to take when we didn't put him to the sword. Yeah.
0: I mean, to I be fair, was. the third goal was 97th minute. So I'm... It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, the 3-1, it really if doesn't it was 2-1, it point, would feel but... the
1: same because it just, I can't yeah, 100%. believe how much we, got robbed. we dominated. <laughs> we had 21 shots, 8 on target. When have we done that at all this season? And we did not win that game. Crazy. Yeah, I think we said yeah, at the and... time that it was our
4: best 45 minutes of the season, wasn't it? That first half.
1: Yeah. And and the goal that we scored was a penalty as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, that well. was good Anyway, after that, we had maybe a little bit of false hope where we had four games undefeated, three wins and draw. However, Stoke City dodgy penalty according to luck. I'm just going to say it because that's what everyone says. Dodgy penalty in Stoke. Dodgy penalty against Middlesbrough. Um Blackburn, was that, that we had
4: a, Yeah, we had a pen. No, I, it, we did have a penalty, but it was a penalty. Yeah. It was definitely. I in think the moment.
1: Middlesbrough one was a penalty as well, personally, because they come in in like it's fifty. I do 50 as well, either. I
4: think it was just the I like remember it the <laughs> timing of it again.
1: Isn't it? Bidwell was running yeah. in from the edge of the box and he was going to lamp the ball, and somebody tried to tackle it. I oh, think just yeah. got his. I think just got his foot, but people debate yeah. it because everyone says that. Uh, you know,
4: it was the time it. in Norway, though it was because we had a ninety fifth minute penalty against Stoke and then it was the same in the Middlesbrough game when it was like really late on like ninety yeah. into injury time.
1: The Stoke one I, I would say is the most dodgy. Oh yeah, that was cardinal Norton. Um, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Question mark. I think enough's <laughs> been said about those. But then uh, Luton Town, one 0 win. Uh, this one wasn't a penalty though, was it? This was a Conor Horahan goal. Was oh, yeah. oh,
0: that one of his freak um, no, no, no.
1: no, I remember Dan, it, Dan the start, no, it? Run the yeah. and catch it back. And then yeah. we defended for like the rest of the game.
4: <laughs> but, anyway,
1: after that, that's when it all fell apart. So, 3 0 loss to Bournemouth, the derby, the derby, the second derby, which I still feel like we didn't play that bad in the derby, but we didn't win it. So, that's the important thing we didn't draw it even we lost it so and then another loss to Birmingham 1-0 sure these were all like um either really late goals or we came out in the second half and conceded after half time. so that was a 90 minute you had Preston 1-0 loss which was
0: prime zone goal 91st minute
1: that was that was the crime zone yeah so another 90 minute loss um so yeah, bit of a bad run there, four straight defeats, and before that we hadn't lost more than well, we hadn't lost two in a row, and we lost four in a row, and everyone goes into panic mode. Um, but we managed to turn it around a little bit—a 3 0 win uh, at Middlesbrough, and 2 0 win at Sheffield Wednesday, and a draw against Wickham. This seems like only the other day, drawing against Wickham—crazy, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I know it's flown, isn't it? Because there were so many games, yeah. so many games in short spaces of time. They all mould into one, don't
0: they? Yeah, you know, Not... look at it. It's only two months ago, ish. I
1: know, I know. Um, on reflection of of the season so far. I've, I've labelled a couple of what I think are missed opportunities. I would say another two points dropped against Wickham. Mm. Oh, oh, they yeah. did give us a good game, to be fair, and a part of me wishes they won now because it would have kept them in the league. They but, would have stayed um, up when they. Yeah, Liam Cullen coming back here now and scoring, scoring a goal. So
0: this is where. Yeah. Is this the first goal that low scored? Um, oh, no, he scored in the Wednesday game.
1: And I think he scored in the middle, uh, oh, the middle, middle uh, war game as yeah. well. So I think yeah, he did. We changed formation at this point. Um, mm. Oh yeah, again. again yeah,
4: it was we
1: needed. we
0: changed after the four straight defeats, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, just
1: after, about. Changed. After Birmingham, it was.
4: Yeah, after the Friday night against Birmingham on Easter. Yeah. He went to the back four on Monday against yeah, Preston. he went 4 3 he still lost the game. But then the, the games after that, the, I'd say the Millwall game away was one of our best performances as well. He's got to be up there. Yeah, that was a good he was brilliant That's when he finally moved Ayu out to the right, though. Because in the Preston game, he played the back four. Yeah. He played Ayu through the middle. And we were crying for him to move Ayu out to the wing play someone else yeah this was in the, the
1: weeks where we would say something on the podcast and then the week after he's doing he it, do it so he's definitely watching yeah.
4: <laughs> we had a good run didn't we? we we said change it to the back four and he did and then we said push Ayu to the right and yeah and earlier
1: on when we were like doing the diamond and then he did it
0: and uh, it worked
1: well, against yeah, Stoke,
4: yeah. in this
0: maybe maybe one of his tactical advisors is uh, watching us and was listening and then taking credit for it Yeah. no we've already
4: we've already decided that Steve Cooper watches the podcast so yeah definitely cheers Steve
0: um
1: and then, kind of like a fizzled out a little bit the last run. Kind of a case of just getting the playoffs. Um, in the last seven matches, we only won two, drew, drew two, and we lost three. So, nothing spectacular. But at the same time, I don't think it was nothing awful. Um, kind of just started struggling to score, didn't we? Uh, as much mm-hmm. as we, we were getting a couple of goals, but it was like we had to bury a chance if we made a chance, essentially. So in that run, when I'm saying the last seven, actually, like that's including the playoff games. But we only got two wins in that in that run. So in terms of the actual season, QPR, we lost. in we drew two all. Bit of a mad game. Are you? Is that where he um, comes Keep off the, the bench yeah. and uh, does that yeah. audacious back heel that uh, sets off Jay Fulton? On, in through the park and then I think Jamal Lowe scored at the end of that move. But that was uh that was another moment for the highlight reels this season. Andre I was back heel and nutmeg. Definitely uh, another example of why he was so good on the wing. Obviously yeah, we class. beat beat Derby, which was vital, especially after Drone with Reading kind of put a nail in their coffin. And then it didn't really matter against Watford and um going into the playoffs. So we did do obviously a review of the playoffs, but let's just briefly talk about it. I thought we were very solid in the two legs of a Barnsley, um, did the job, it definitely showed that we learnt experience from last year, like how to manage a two-leg tie, because we did the same thing in terms of winning the first leg 1-0, except it was the opposite way around in terms of we were away first, but the second leg we didn't capitulate really, and we just controlled it and did what we needed to do, and as much as it says 1-1 on the scoreline, I, th- I still think we were so comfortable in that game.
4: Yeah. I think, as we said on the video, I think the, I think it was a perfect template of how to play a, like a two-legged playoff semi-final. It was so solid, like in those two legs, like you said. They had a couple of chances in the first leg, Barnsley did, but especially in the second leg, we were solid all the way through. But then, which is why, again, I know I said before, but it baffles me, all those games you just reeled off from the Friday um, Easter weekend where we played the back four on the Monday... He played the back four all the way through up to the Barnsley second leg, and then he played the back five in the final.
0: Yeah, that didn't make sense to me either.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> uh, so what I said we learned the mistakes from our mistakes in the semis, well, you know, going into a different experience playing at Wembley, a lot of players wouldn't have done it before. Um, out of the squad, maybe, maybe are you played there from playing in the Premier League, not in a final? And I think maybe. Routledge would have played there in the League Cup. I don't know if he came on in that game actually, but would he have started? I don't think he started the League Cup final, did he? He I was in the remember. squad regardless. He was in the squad at the time.
4: Um, I think he, he did, not
1: I don't know, because it would have been Dyer, I think, and Pablo mm-hmm. played in that game. Dyer, and Michu, Pablo,
4: Pablo. Yeah, Michu, Michu up top. you up top, and then Pablo behind with Dyer and Routledge on the wing, wasn't
1: it? It might have been Routledge. Yeah, it might have been. Um... But yeah, so Rutledge was there. IU's probably played
4: there. Um, yeah, you definitely did. I remember they, when he played for West Ham and they beat Spurs at Wembley, yeah. didn't they? When Spurs were in there. But I don't know if anyone's else.
1: I don't know, unless anyone's played maybe a playoff game for a different club, a or Horahan. Horahan. Uh,
4: maybe yeah, Bennett, yeah.
1: if he was playing in the Prem for. Well, I don't know, maybe not actually.
4: Might have been it? with Norwich when they won the playoff final a few years, but I don't know, yeah. Was well, clutching what I'm is
1: not too much experience and you could definitely see like the occasion maybe got to the players a little bit. But yeah. I don't think Steve could put out there by changing the
4: formation. No. I think as well though, someone asked me um someone stopped me before the game, um, to do like an interview on something. And I can't remember what it's called now, but the first question he asked me was, oh, you know, Swansea have a clear advantage because, you know, you've won so many times at Wembley. I said, no, because the last time we played at Wembley was ages ago. It's a completely different squad. Brentford have been there 12 months ago. So, if anything, they had a better advantage, really, in the same game as well, the same yeah. importance. Um, so, yeah, like you said, I think the occasion did get to it. Maybe, maybe you know, occasion got to, uh, you know, the the group as a whole, man, management yeah. included.
1: Well, I mean, I think Cooper was probably looking at it like, be as tight as you can against a team that scores for fun, top goal scorer in the league like I'm not justifying his decision, but trying to kind of think why he did it. Um, mm-hmm. that's what I would say. And but like you said, the occasion's definitely got to Grimes made an uncharacteristic rash decision right at the start. As much as Jay Felton's red card was a complete accident, like maybe it was just a sign of like just the day. I, you know, just mm-hmm. everything was going in that direction and ends up doing something like, I guess, the red, like, oh, ah, chance not going in? It just wasn't our day, really. Um, it wasn't Brentford's yeah. day last year, like you just said. So when I re- when we re- refer now, back to the pre-season expectations, I said get to the playoffs comfortably, which we did. We were there all year. It was only that. Yep. We were only panicking about falling out when we had them four games in a row where we lost and we all started just panicking Looking back, probably a little bit overdramatic because we were quite comfortable in the end. But um, everyone's like, oh, they're going to be the forest of this year. It's like, well, it didn't happen. Um, but we got there. So next year now, I would say, like, I, it's hard to say my expectation is automatic because it's not. I'd be happy to finish in the playoffs again, but to use this experience to drive us forward to make sure it's like, okay, we got to the first step and we failed, got to the second step and we failed, so let's do it, do it the third time if we get there. That's what I would... Show what you've learned from that heartache, if you like. But it's 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 better. It's easier said than done. And I'm not making a full prediction for next season. That I'm not asking you to do, do it either. It's hard to do that when you haven't seen what the summer's going to bring. You never know what could happen. Cooper might be gone. Players might be gone. Uh, we don't know. Who we're going to sign. So, um, yeah. What about you two then? So Lee, compared to where you thought we were going to do this season, how would you sum it up?
4: Well, I would have taken, I would have taken playoff final all day if you offered me that at the beginning of the season. And like, obviously, I went to the game as well. So at the beginning of the season, where I thought it would be a full season, not going to the game for them to give us a Wembley final and the home leg as well, you would have taken it all day. And I think, in hindsight, looking at it, like you're saying about next season now, it all it's, it's all going to depend again on what sort of summer we have, which will decide. So like you said, you can't make an expectation now. Because looking at the two seasons you'd say yes we, we should be going up now but like you said we're going to lose players potentially another manager change um so if i look back to the summer in hindsight last year i think our transfer window was was pretty good you know we, we got woodman back in we got uh Ibs white in i think they were good sort of uh you know re- re- replacements for what we, for what we lost but then the January transfer window, looking at it now at the end of the season, it probably looked better at the time. I thought, oh, you know, the January transfer window looked really good. But I think that's what killed us in the end. We didn't I fix think,
1: the problems that we needed to fix.
4: No, but I think we did so well at the start of the season. I think he'd done, he done everything right. Tactically, Cooper, everything was working. We had that brilliant spell, like, sort of, end of December, January, and then it sort of peaked then in, in that Norwich game at the beginning of February where we were realistically in a promotion hunt. But I think it had already started to turn because the January transfer window, we lost Gibbs White. We called Casey Palmer back. Georg um, Carreras. We didn't sign a striker. Obviously, that ob- Fermi got injured. Um Morris. We brought in Moran. Yeah, we Morris brought in Horahan. Yeah, Morris. Morris was probably would have been a good signing for us. I think if you look back now to like the playoff final and the the, the run into the season, we could we could have used someone like Morris. And he was starting to look good. Yeah.
1: Well, um, AU and Lowe kind of went quiet and couldn't score him, couldn't get him in yeah, the game. So that bit of pace from saying, would the, have been.
4: The downturn. Fun. The downturn had already started because how many times do we do a video and say the players look absolutely wrecked because he didn't change anything? Yeah. Maybe because he didn't like, obviously, what we had well, on the didn't bench. Have much
1: options, I guess. Back. Well, he we didn't have no, a lot didn't. of options. But we didn't know at the I, time did, what was going on with Ariola, but. We thought, why is he not using him? But it just wasn't an option by the look of it. Well, there we are.
4: Ariola was another one in January. And then, obviously, we signed Horahan. He came in and gave us that little boost, I think, just to stop the downturn. Because we played well against Norwich. And then we had a good good couple of games when he came in. And then he sort of just tailed off and didn't do anything for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. And then, I, I think, we just... We ran out of gas, didn't we? But, again, credit to Cooper... To, to keep the team ticking over, getting those 1-0 wins, scraping those wins, staying in there, staying in the playoffs, that's credit to him because we definitely run out of gas. Yeah. I don't think it was the case. Everybody says, like, oh, we played rubbish football or Cooper's defensive manager and all this crap. I just think we were playing good football up until Christmas, February time and then the downturn started and he did what he had to do to, uh, to get results and get us into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, everyone remembers like yesterday really. I think that's why I wanted to do this a little bit and go into a bit of detail about the, the season in a bit of order because it wasn't like that at the first half of the season at all, I don't think. I think we were well,
4: doing some nice good stuff. We right, if you look if you look, at our, if you look at our team for the first game of the season, you know, we had Roden in there and Gibbs White starting. I I just think if I just think if Gibbs White if, you can look at it, obviously it's all ifs and bats in sport, but like if Gibbs White had stayed for a full season we may have been pushing top two, and maybe one, maybe even have won the playoffs. It's a big stretch, you know, for one player, but he like he is that good. He went back to Wolves and started scoring some goals, didn't he? Um, even though he had some criticism, but anyway, you know, top for player. Them. Yeah, well, he went. He, didn't he go back and play in the FA Cup straight away for them, and he scored the last minute winner recently, didn't he? Towards the end of the season. Oh, he might. Have, I he did, uh, yeah, I to
1: check the other day. Mm. He didn't play loads, but I think he had the the odd game Euro there. No, if if.
4: You know, obviously we had to sell Rodon for the financial situation, but if he stayed, um, you know, it could have been, and if and if um we managed to get a striker in in January, I think that's or if Morris
1: one. managed to stay fit. it,
0: who were we playing alongside Rodon again? Uh,
1: Cabango and is
0: it Cabango? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine just the two of the the three of them rotating? Oh, might have been better than what happened with Bennett. Well,
1: um, if Bennett was free, I would have brought him in anyway instead of, Lat, instead of Laba, yeah, yeah, But he's one for the future um, at least. That's maybe harsh. Um or just in terms of numbers. Maybe you could bring Lat in and he goes out on loan if that was the case. But yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh,
4: I think like in terms of the season as a whole, I just think great season, more than what we expected. Um and I just I just give massive credit to Cooper again, I know like he gets a lot of stick. But I think just looking at the strength and depth that we had get us through to a playoff final. Um you know, go
0: credit to it. Yeah. No, I think I... we've got to credit the team mentality. Sorry, Luke. Um, I mean, if you look at the interviews and stuff like that, the, the mentality he managed to instill in the players throughout, it seems, was just amazing. They just seemed very, very comfortable. Comfortable? Confident, I guess. Um,
1: well, they definitely want a, to play As through. a
0: group. But, yeah. yeah, 100%. You You can see that. You can see that in the passion, especially with the interviews of um Gui and Ayu at the end of like the playoffs yeah. for example um I don't know I mean I'm assuming that was consistent throughout the season and, and maybe the season as a whole
1: Ayu would not have been in a championship for two years that. if you didn't want to play for the manager
0: exactly yeah
1: that man, you see every scared. time
4: how many times did Ayu score and run over to Cuba?
1: yeah all the time I, I think he genuinely like he'd been called the mercenary before because obviously he left West Ham he came back um Went to Turkey, which I don't think was necessarily all like is doing. I don't think Potter wanted it and he didn't save money anyway. I think it was kind of like expected. But for him to come back and do, you know, play the way he has and with the passion that he showed, I think definitely deserves credit. People ask, like, is he a legend or not? I don't think necessarily he fits into that bracket. But I think if there's a group just under, I would put him there, maybe in the same sort of bracket, put, like Wilfred Boney. Not legend, because I would say that's like the Leon Brittons and Idol, Tates. Maybe. But the one under, like, very important player in... Still, I would say, uh, a very successful time for the club.
4: I agree with you. I think... I will say, though, I think if we if he got us promoted... you would, would have maybe got that. that yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, that, that's but maybe I, what I it needed.
1: Because uh, he probably would have stayed another season if he'd gone up as well. Um, um, yeah. no, I that's I why there was no announcement from before, and that's probably why he still hasn't got a club, because... He could have been talking to clubs since January, foreign clubs. And yeah, he, he hasn't got a club, as I'm aware, right now. I think he's in talks maybe with Celtic. Um, but it just shows that he was committed to getting us up. And I think if we did go up, there would have been a one-year extension and so on. Because um, that just would have made sense, I, mean, I
0: think. We just need that experience if we went up anyway. I need, I need to thought my, my camera's um, not working properly. Well, whilst whilst you're doing that, <laughs> I'm I, back. I got up the 2012-2013 uh, League Cup final squad up, and the only player was Routledge on the left wing that we oh, still he did, have. He did start then, yeah. Um, he did start. Yeah, it was Tremel Rangel, Key Williams, Davis, Britton, oh. De Guzman, um, Dia, Hernandez, Routledge, Michu. Crazy,
1: <laughs> crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that's been good, I think. We, like we said, we've got a couple more stuff coming. So we're going to do like a awards, kind of an awards video uh, for what we, we decide. So that'll be interesting. And then we'll have a lot of uh, Euros content, probably. We'll get some stuff out for that. Hopefully, Wales do well. But um, we can just cover the generals of what's going on anyway afterwards. Just, I don't know, maybe a weekly thing or something. Just have a bit of a recap and catch up of what's going on there. And after that, I think we're going to look at maybe players in the club so who's maybe left how we replace them what we need to get in and then try and have a little bit of a scouting series of players that we think could fit the bill probably dreaming maybe in some of them because how often do you call a player that we actually sign but we'll have a look around see what we think is realistic and uh doable maybe we'll have one episode where it's like we'll take the realistic out and i'm not saying we'll say we'll sign messy but Have a look at the free transfer market and see who's knocking about. As unrealistic as it might be, we could just have a bit of fun with that. So, got a couple of things in the pipeline to look forward to. But as always, let us know in the comments what you thought about what we've discussed so far and any other future ideas you would like to see us talk about. Uh, This video is not over yet, though. So, we've got a lot of uh, guest appearances coming up. I will timestamp all of this. So, this has been quite long, I understand. Um, But each segment will be timestamped. So, if you want to hop in and hop out of the video you can jump to every person that you would like to hear speaking about their kind of review and um, how they found the season. So, at the beginning, as I would have discussed, you'll know it was in the video, so check that out. And uh, otherwise, it's goodbye from Arid and Lee, so cheers for coming on, guys. Yeah, thank you.
0: Been, been good to be back. Yeah, well, I'll
1: have to get back on more now. <laughs> and it's on to the yeah. next one, so I don't actually know where medita did it in first, so enjoy whoever it is. <laughs> Thanks again. Okay, so I am joined now by Amy Clement. So welcome back to the channel, Amy.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: So we're here today to discuss kind of like your thoughts and feelings on the season, your your season review, if you like. So, you know, we'll have a look at the games, the season as a whole, how you thought it went in terms (laughs) of compared to your expectations from beforehand. Maybe have a, a little bit of a discussion about some of the players you thought did well. If you can remember a goal that stood out to you potentially and and maybe you can say about one or two sign-ins you thought made a key impact this year as well. So um let's start off with what were your expectations before we get into anything. What were your expectations before the season even kicked off? What did you think was gonna happen this year?
5: I think expectations were playoffs for sure. After kind of sneaking in last year, you think, okay, hold on. snuck in last year let's try and solidify a place in those playoffs and I would say that we we did that and sort of and more considering the position we were in for most of the season obviously it didn't work out with us getting promoted but um I think to improve on last season is amazing and you know there was always that worry like what if we don't make the playoffs and it's all gonna feel like we're going backwards but I think um I, I expected playoffs so, to get playoffs to finishing up in fourth, I think that's pretty decent
1: I'm the same um I, I, we haven't re- actually recorded a bit what I'm going to say about my uh, my my thoughts yet, but uh, I've basically been saying all along like we got into the playoffs last year where we kind of like robbed the playoff places, if you like. It's mm. a good way to put it, and I always thought, okay, this season we the expectation for me was to get there comfortably not necessarily yeah like, and we did. yeah six yeah. could have been the same position as long as it wasn't the case of we just got in the last day but we literally yeah. were in there all season as far as i can remember like maybe first couple of weeks maybe we were just outside yeah. i don't know like um because everyone if they win their first game it goes on goal difference and all the rest of it but i think yeah. when we got in there we were basically in there then for the rest of the yeah we of sort of settled
5: in didn't we and i think yeah. that that's um you know that's a step in the right direction we're sort of now are we considered as one of those sort of top six teams now you know possibly we'll see how next year goes but um maybe i don't know how
1: how how long that lasts in the championship like the top six in it, just like a forest where they've gone derby they were in the playoffs with frank lampard like two seasons ago do you know what i mean like it changes it's like there is there is the potential for change or the potential if you're brentford where they just kept building and building and building and in the end it worked so let's hope we're yeah. in that boat and not the other boat but let's only own. time will tell um <laughs> okay let's move on to actually what you thought about what happened then so sum up the season as a whole so some I'm not saying to just look at these things but some things you could uh try and mention some stand-up moments yeah. any areas that maybe you think cost us in the long run in terms of mm. i don't know promotion for example um, did, obviously, you just mentioned your expectations, so mm. did meet your expectations. But yeah, if you could just tell us about how you saw the season, then. And...
5: Sure. Yeah. Um. I think uh, the first half of the season. I think most most Swans fans would probably say the same. But I think it was really impressive. I think what we did was good. We looked good. We did have a bit more of an attacking threat than we ended up with. Um. I think the players that we had at that time were. We had a bit more of a well-rounded team, I feel, back then. This was before any, you know, Routledge, Cullen injuries. We had Palmer, we had Gibbs-White. Like, we had all these, like, other players in the team. And the team looked like a team that could probably get promoted. Um, and I think we started off well. And it was, it, I, was I was laughing the other day about, um, over Christmas, I think it was, we got to a point where conceding a goal was like a failure. We were that good defensively that, like if we had a goal go past us, it was, oh my God, we've conceded a goal, which is to think now that that's absolutely insane. And I do feel it was when we lost that game to Huddersfield, we let four in when we let one in and then the second one went in and it was just, they just like ran riot. Yeah. And I have a feeling, I just have this thing inside me that was like, that was sort of the beginning of the bit of a downfall for us. And I know people said, oh, it was the Norwich game. I can't, can't remember where that Huddersfield game fits in with that game. But um, I think when I watched them then, I thought their confidence just went. They looked yeah. tired. And then from then on, you know, by this point we didn't have Routledge, we didn't have Cullen, Palmer had gone back, Gibbs White, this feels like so long ago as well. Um, they had all gone back and we were left with sort of, I would say quite a small squad. Um, and a squad that, you know, at the start we were all like, oh, we've got such good squad depth. And then by this point, I just feel like depth had gone and the energy had gone. And then we we were sort of out of options. Um, I think that we have quite a, you know, we had a lot of young players, people like Jamal Lowe, like how he's come up from, you know, Wigan and Plymouth and from playing non-league football, like how sustaining a whole season in the championship is not easy. It's not easy at all. And I think after that Huddersfield game, it was that sort of time. I think it was February or March, um that was just we just burnt out if you want to put it simply I feel like we just burnt out and we didn't really have other many too many options on the bench to come on and change that um you know but I think we dealt with it quite well overall um and it's been I've enjoyed the season it's been up and down yeah but it always is with the Swans isn't it it's never it's never like plain sailing like some days we look absolutely world-class and other days we look absolutely terrible it's always been a bit like that um I've enjoyed it I think there's definitely some foundations to kind of go to push from now and we've just got to wait and see what happens I suppose and in terms of standout moments I mean um a few goals come to like any Andre Ayu goal where he like pulls it into his left foot and scores with, I just love that I just absolutely love that <laughs> Yeah. It's so good. Um, and of course, like some of Jamal Lowe's goals have been absolutely fantastic. Like He's had a bad rep and he had a long time where he didn't score. But some of his goals are so good. Um, and it's only when you look back at them and you think, wow, actually, they're quite impressive. But um, yeah, it's been a weird one, though, I think. Bit of a weird one.
1: Yeah. Um, I think Lowe came from Portsmouth. To begin. Oh, it's not Plymouth, yeah, sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Portsmouth. <laughs>
1: just uh yeah and what was the other thing you said the Huddersfield and Norwich game so yeah, I when... believe the Norwich game was like end of January beginning of February uh yeah. we just signed Morris because I know he came on and should have won a penalty and yeah. I think the Huddersfield game is the game when he got injured so like he snapped uh, his leg all...
5: not I remember because so... we were all saying you know like the result's crap but to lose to lose someone who was holding a lot of promise for us he was he was what we needed. Yeah. he was about he was starting to get game time, and then you know out for the well, however long he's he won't be playing now, will he? So, um, no. yeah, I'm that sure. was a, one of those yeah. days where I just thought this is not this isn't going so well anymore.
1: <laughs> Apparently, he's going to be out for the rest of the year minimum. So it's worse than oh, what he thought when he went back. It's not looking good for him. I find that
5: so sad. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Yeah, it wasn't so... even anyone's fault, really. It wasn't even, you know, it was just a freak sort of landing, wasn't it? And um,
1: wow, deep... his leg running? I don't really understand. Like, is it... maybe it's the way he runs or something? Because he's done it in both legs. I don't really know. Uh, it must
5: know. how he's made, but yeah, just things like that. You know, they they were quite defining moments for the season. I feel.
1: Yeah. That's fair yeah. enough. You mentioned a couple of goals there, and like Andre like goals. Yeah. The one in the playoffs I think was was really good. Uh there's been quite a few stand up goals. Mack Grimes had oh. a couple, Horahan had a couple when they were kind of competing against each other. The Horahan so...
5: Rocket was pretty impressive, wasn't it? There was a few, yeah. like yeah, like say Grimes, like just so I wanted more of that. Like I wish there was more. Um yeah. you know, I wish we had more of those types of goals. But well, I think they we were... had
1: more of them than we usually have in the season, to be fair. But uh, take we're, it. Never, we're
5: never the type of team to, you know, I was fine like, over the past few years, like going to see the Swans, you just shout in, shoot, like no one's having a go. And I do think this season we've improved on that. People just having a go. Why not? It's, you, sometimes you score.
1: And I think <laughs> Jordan Baez last year was probably the one who scored most goals from outside the box. Um, but obviously, he, yeah. he didn't play much this year. So, I mean, never know. He might come back next year now with Horahan going. I, w- I would take yeah. him back. Um, okay, a couple of things then. So, obviously you said basically did meet your expectations. You got into the playoffs comfortably. You know, it could have been more. Um, mm-hmm. You have mentioned maybe where you thought that the could have been more kind of went wrong with the Huddersfield mm-hmm. game. Maybe it was the Bristol City one at home as well. Yeah, as was um, it was a couple of dodgy ones, but it is what it is. I think you're right in terms of squad depth was an issue, especially after January. A couple of players yeah. recalled, even Gayo not saying that he was... The difference, but, yeah, but someone it's someone different. Yeah. After after we had, you know, uh Cullen and Rutledge injured and we had AU and Lowe for so long on their own, who weren't playing well, we couldn't get the ball to them, they couldn't score. Yeah. Maybe just someone to offer something different was what we needed. Exactly. And we didn't exactly. have that. So Um, okay. Player of the season then, or young player of the season, what do you think about
5: this? Mm-hmm. Who do I think... Who would I give it to? Yeah, so
1: one for player of the season and then depending on who it is, if it's if it's someone older, then who would be a young player of the season?
5: I think... Um, my player of the season, I would actually give that to Grimes, I think, looking back at the whole season because I know he had a bit of a... He had a couple of dodgy weeks but what I love from him is that literally he had two games or something where he didn't start and then he came back and he was... He obviously had put work in. Like, he made... He put in so much energy to kind of change that around, and he did. And honestly, since then, the occasional, like, poorly, you know, poor decision, like the occasional one, but otherwise, he's led the team really well, I feel. He's been really, like, I think he's changed a lot. I used to get frustrated watching him that he would slow the pace down, but I actually think he's picked that up. I think he's been a bit snappier. He's been a bit more creative, and I think he's been great. And obviously, some of his goals have been so good as well and young player i mean we know we all know i'm gonna say but it's mark good old mark yeah just just so so good and he'll be so he'll be sorely missed i feel um such a good player and again he's probably made two honking mistakes and that's it that one time where he did a dodgy pass and something we conceded from it and one one in the playoffs i think he had a bit of a a shock of marking someone. That's it. Like that's all, that's the only thing over the whole season I can think of that he's done wrong. And he'll have have such a good, he'll have such a good future, I'm sure of it.
1: Yeah, no, they've been fantastic both of them. I agree with you, Grimes. I think he is sometimes quite divisive with the Swans Mm. fan base, but uh, I think he's the sort of player that you will miss him when he's not here and he potentially might go this summer. So maybe that will come soon, but I think he does a lot of work and you're saying about the pace, he does definitely dictate pace.
5: He, yeah, I think 2 years ago he what's
1: ahead of him though like if the players aren't making the movements again into space yes. there's no one for him to to pass. Yeah, and to. we
5: definitely lack that a bit. We definitely lack that a bit. I think um a couple of years ago like I wasn't his biggest fan at all. So I think that that's quite poignant that he's now someone that I would say yeah actually this season, you know, you've been amazing because yeah, 2 years ago I remember just being on Twitter like oh Grimes like come on, like it's not good enough, like. But now I'm like, no, he's he's pretty central to what we've done this year, I think.
1: Well, he was player of the season in the year that Potter was here, um, and then I think he was the one in between. So last season, essentially, Mm. the first year. Yeah, people were Mm. were on his back quite a bit, and the way I think, I think what's happened is he played a little bit different under Potter because Potter's style was a lot different. Bearing in mind, he came from left back we Potter Potter using him at the start of the season to Weird. be an undroppable <laughs> in midfield. Potter wasn't starting him at the start of the year in midfield, but by the end he couldn't drop him, so that's why mm. he won't play the season. I think where the criticism came was because the difference in game style. Mm. People were looking at Grimes and thinking that's why we weren't necessarily doing some of the stuff yeah. we were doing the year before. But it's not ne- that wasn't necessarily the case. He's playing the way Cooper wants him to in this new system. For sure. And yeah. I don't think he's done too much different this year except pushing on, like you said um but yeah i think when he's not there i just don't know who oh. does his job now like we'd have to buy he's someone so yeah we'd have to buy someone if he leaves that replaces him like for like because as much as i like falton smith um it's only dander then because horahan's yeah. gone and if buyers comes back nobody there is doing the same job as grimes has done for the last two years so <laughs> i feel like theme.
5: they're sort of an accessory to the like main piece like not in, in no disrespect at all, but what Grimes is is sort of that central, well, he is, he's the central midfielder, isn't he? And then we sort of use, like, Fulton, and, like, Fulton's the kind of, like, dogged one who, like, gets possession back, like, puts in some decent tackles, and then you've got, well, if you got Hurrahan, who's supposedly an attacking midfielder, or, or Dander, or, you know, he's sort of the the main thing in the middle for me, and then everyone else kind of, uh, kind of complements that. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. You need someone You need someone big and confident and um, kind of a bit a, a leader, don't you, in that central midfielder if he goes. Yeah, I don't exactly. I can not think of anyone who would do that at the moment. but
1: Yeah. Well, we won't talk too much about players leaving. There's going to be another no, video on the line on that. We're we'll looking around too much <laughs> in as well. So that's something to look forward to in terms of the content <laughs> for the summer. Uh, you mentioned yeah. goal of the season. You got a specific one that you're going to pick?
5: Um, that's really hard. I think it's so cliche, but that, that Jamal Lowe, Cardiff outside of the foot was just so good. He just took everyone on. He went, he was confident. Like, it was just so good. It's funny you mention
1: that because it's just been tweeted out about 20 minutes ago. That maybe that's what's
5: in my mind I've the swans seen have it.
1: actually given that player a uh, goal of the season
5: Absolutely, Really, i love yeah. that if it wasn't cardiff it wouldn't be goal of the season it's a good goal to be fair like, it is a good
1: it's goal. nice to see someone dribble and put it in a net we don't see it that often and yeah. i can't think of another one this season so very and i good think goal. as
5: well just the timing of it like he he had come in and we weren't sure about him were we, and it just sort of, he just sort of went, I'm here and I want to score goals and I want to be a part of this club and everyone sort of went, okay. Yeah. Welcome.
1: <laughs> Last one then, signing of the season.
5: Hmm. That's hard. Um, I'm trying to think. I had a, I, I was really enjoying Smith, but then he had the injury and then he hasn't really kind of made himself back in, has he? Um... I mean, you have to cancel out all the loans. No, you can. <laughs> you can have a loan. You could pick oh, a loan. Okay.
1: They still they were still signed for the year, so you could pick a...
5: I think I'm going to go for Freddie. Freddie Woodman. I know. I know. He's. He, you know, he was here last time as well. But I think he's been class. Like sure, he. We have to compliment the defense for his record, but he's made some awesome saves. Sure, a few mistakes as well. Like, uh, he's yeah. a young keeper, and he. I think he loves. You can just tell he likes being a Swansea player. I like that. Um, he has a lot of like love and passion for the club. And um, I think he's been great, to be honest.
1: But you don't win the Golden Glove if you're not a good season, that's for sure. Well, oh, exactly.
5: exactly. So, and I think uh, he, he's a bit overlooked sometimes in the Championship. Yeah,
1: so. I mean, you're in the Championship it's the second tier of the Premier League for a reason and I know he gets criticism for some things but there's a reason why he's a young keeper on loan from a Premier League club to a Championship club and that's to learn and that is what is he's that... done. So you're going and to get some outstanding games and you're going to get some that you could do better but that is what's going to happen. Sure. So.
5: I had, um, there was like a conversation going on about Fred, like Tim Crawl, and how, you know, like he was like close to winning the Golden Glove etc, cetera, etc cetera. and then I was like Tim Krul is about nine years older than Freddie Woodman like, it's such, Yeah, possibly. I think Freddie's what, 24, 25, and he's yeah. like 36, 35. Yeah, and you just think, you know, that is such good work from Freddie, and I think he deserves um, a lot of credit for
1: that. Tim Krul has been in like World Cups and penalty uh, like, and stuff like that for. Comparing
5: the, the two is like, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: Premier League experience. Uh, so, yeah, look, thank you very much for coming on. Really appreciate your. Uh, views. I'm sure we'll catch up with the you again in the summer. We have mentioned maybe doing yeah. a proper full podcast. Well, I won't give too much away about it now. We'll, we'll finish our end of season stuff first and then we'll get that sorted probably maybe sometime in the middle of the Euros or something because that will yeah. start next week, doesn't it? So That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be good. So thanks again, Amy, and we'll Thank catch you. you next time.
5: See you later.
1: Okay, so I'm joined now by Alex from the Send Him Off podcast. So... If you haven't already done so, they've been on a couple of times. We've been on their uh, channel a couple of times, but check out their podcast. They are Swansea fans, but um, you also do other stuff to new in regards to what you talk about on your podcast. And It's not all just Swansea, is it?
6: Yeah, no, our our, our podcast. I think Sam's. Well, I I, I do it with our, my mate Sam, and our tagline has always been like a podcast about football, like by football fans. Yeah. So we we just talk fun. about you know Premier League championship anywhere across the continent, over the world really, but we are Swansea fans and we never yeah. really deviate too far away from the Swans, but you know.
1: Yeah, that's, that's fair how nice. it is. So do you want to remind everyone where they can find you on like Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify?
6: Yeah, again, this is sort of Sam's domain, I'm not great at doing this, but you can follow us on Instagram at Send Him Off Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Send Him Off Pod. Um, you can on youtube and subscribe to us on youtube um i think that's just um the send him off podcast and then just all your apple spotify wherever you get your podcasts just search send him off and we'll be there
1: and if they get in quick enough as well you've got a little bit of a league going on only for the euros yeah
6: we got a euros league we got about i think it's two at the minute at, at the time of recording this we've got like two hundred twenty-seven people so that's if crazy. you want to join in mate we were expecting about 10 or 12 and then oh, when like i joined there was only about
1: 10 in there i think
6: <laughs> yeah i know so like that's that's blown up a little bit so look everybody if you you know if you're watching this in time get in get in get in because uh, it's going be to be competitive It's going to have fun. a prize
1: now you know after news you? so you've got that yeah I, in I, I know, I to know be... we, we were
6: thinking about that me and sam were sort of cocking ourselves now because <laughs> <laughs> like oh we should have done a prize <laughs> now you can just but announce yeah, it, was...
1: it on your podcast who wins and maybe like uh i don't know do something. Trivial as a prize, go make a little cup or something and put the name on it. Yeah, and then you can carry it on by doing like a championship one next season or something. Yeah, we could do that actually. Yeah, we are. You ready your first thing, guys? There we are. That's the uh, that's the prize. <laughs> and then you can just add to the name onto the cup every season. Whoever wins it, It'd be like the ashes or something. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, mm. so cheers for coming back on. Um, no oh. So let's start this off. I'm sure everyone watching by now knows the uh, knows the format that we're going with, but. Okay, so before the season kicks off, then, I know it's hard to talk about this now because with hindsight and everything, it's like difficult to remember necessarily how you we were feeling. But what were your expectations before the season started? Of the season? You know,
6: I wasn't. I was. I think I was a bit indifferent, to be honest with you. I wasn't like overly expecting anything because obviously by the time we got to Christmas, everybody's expectations were through the roof. But like. So towards August September, I was a bit like, Do you know what, I'm I'm not too bothered. I didn't think we make playoffs. I thought sit in eighth, that'll be fine for me. Yeah, but yeah. I was I, w- I I knew we wouldn't, you know, get relegated or anything like that. But I didn't think we'd finish in the playoffs either.
1: Yeah, fair. I wasn't fully confident we get playoffs. I think I said like I would expect us to push on from last year in a way that last year we snuck in. So I would like to, even if it was sixth again to get in and be like not on sixth last over. day. Yeah. Yeah, not just like getting in on the last day of the season, which I guess we kind of did that in the end, but uh, um, yeah, it was a little bit more maybe than that. So, you know, for me, like that's good. Um, sum up the season then after you've seen what's happened now. So, a couple of things that you can maybe add in to talk about. So, season review, and then any sort of stand-up moments that were really good. Uh, any areas that maybe you know, I guess if you got up and downs, you could talk about any downs or areas that might cost us in long long run. And then did it match your expectations?
6: Um it's been a funny season. It's there's no getting around that. And there's there's as far as standout moments go, like I found myself when I was because I you know, I got a season ticket and I found myself watching the football and there were times where like our style of play would sort of like turn me off and I'd be a bit like, you know, not too fast watching them I sort of zone out, zone in, zone out. Um but I feel like our run of games where we got to Christmas, I think that was pretty standout because if we didn't have that run of games, I don't think our form after Christmas would have got us anywhere near the playoffs. So I think we were living off the back of the success we had before Christmas to get to where we you know, finish. obviously.
1: Yeah, I would also include January in that. So uh, yeah, yeah, that January, extra yeah, month yeah. probably does push us on, I think. Like like you said, after that, the form probably wasn't good enough. And if we had that extra month of January where that form was indifferent as well, could well have dropped out. So, uh, exactly. but yeah, you know that's that's the point though. In A season is, you know, was a forty six game season?
6: Exactly. You know, this people talk about the invincibles with Arsenal. You're not going to get that. And people and I think a lot of Swansea fans were kind of expecting that. And I think we I can't remember. Did when did we lose our first game? It wasn't till October, was
1: it? We did lose one like early on. Uh, oh, did we? I can't remember now. Not early on, but October is quite. Early. You know what I mean? We lost. I think maybe yeah. like. Either two or three before Christmas, plus that's still that's not that much. Really. But the
6: championship is not a league where you're going to go undefeated. No. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you've got on your team. You're not going to go undefeated.
1: I think. First, so I think. Go Sorry, sorry. Our first loss. Sorry, I mean to interrupt you, but our first loss was against Huddersfield oh. at home. Oh but, well, you know. We we shouldn't have lost that game. But exactly. The, yeah,
6: and there, there is there is always you know you don't lose your home games. So you got to try and win all your home games. Or if you don't win them, draw them or whatever. But, yeah. you know, it's it's just how it is. You're not going to win them all. So yeah. I think a lot of Swansea fans were sort of expecting a lot. And you'll see a lot now, like the repercussions that are saying, like, oh, Cooper out, this, that and the other, which personally I disagree strongly with. I, I couldn't disagree more with them saying Cooper out because I can't see anybody better than him for us yeah. right now.
1: No, he's, he's operating on a limited budget and he's playing the style of football that's like you can get out of the team is what he thinks. You know, yeah. You might disagree, but... <clears throat> bottom line is, if uh, he doesn't think they're going to perform to get fourth place, play in a different way, then that's why he's doing it, so anyway, Sorry. we're not necessarily here to dissect Cooper himself, I'm sure there'll be another <laughs> yeah. video on that, like, that's a big topic <laughs> in itself, like um, there's, there's stuff you could talk about on both sides in that argument, but um, I agree, I tend to agree with you, I, I wouldn't call for him to go, but yeah, I think you're right, like first half of the season was definitely I would say overperforming so that, that's kind of why it equaled out maybe where the last two months so at least like February March I would say after the Norwich game all of March maybe they the came back game. a little bit but um underperformed for those two months but it kind of balanced out in the long run but there are factors that I've discussed with like I just had all either uh, was on and you know the injuries to like Gibbs White for example even though we got away with it in the first half of the season him coming back when he came back, if we had kept him would have been massive because creativity was an issue. We couldn't get Lo and Ayu in the game for like two months, which we basically couldn't score because we couldn't get him in the game. Him being there, maybe changes that. Morris as well, like a different dimension with the the pace and all that. Who knows, isn't it? But um, This season I think it's
6: a season of what Beans. Yeah. It could it was it was one of them ones. Because Gibbs White was a different quality when he was down here. If Joe Roden
1: has stayed if Gibbs White would have stayed. If Funnily enough though, I think recently, Joe Roden is um, probably the one, one what we would have missed the least because I think our defence was probably the yeah, strength. He, very solid defence. I know sort of, you know, we had to
6: switch up the system, but having Joe Roden in a three at the back system, I think I would have preferred to have Joe Roden there rather than Ryan Bennett, personally. You know, for obvious reasons. Yeah. But I, I do think it would have we we might not have shipped as many goals as we did afterwards, just because I feel like Joel Roden is more of a more of a solid defender with a bit more legs on him Do you know what
1: I mean? Yeah, well Bennett's a bit older, he's got maybe a little bit of less exactly. pace. And I think like as much as I think he's solid, he's been solid when he's played, and I really like him as a player. I, think, I, like, I, I love him. I agree I with you. Completely. Maybe like he got injured quite a lot with his his muscle injuries three or four times. And maybe Rodan wouldn't have done that, although his injury record last season wasn't great. But you'd have to say you'd expect it not to be the case, same sort of injuries. So even if it's for that consistency, then potentially, yeah, it could could have been a better result. But at the same time, you know, it was like third or fourth defence in the league. So yeah, probably not the area we would have benefited the most. I think the other two is probably a bigger miss. But definitely, 100%. like, if we had kept him, who knows, isn't it? But, uh, um, yeah, but I think, like, it was such a weird season around COVID. I think a lot of teams would be saying the same thing, in terms of what mm-hmm. could have been like a, a season of unknowns, no fans, um, weird tra- travel circumstances, maybe different to what you'd normally expect, testing all the time, staying in their bubble. You know, it's a weird experience for the players. And I guess whoever deals without the best has a better season. And you know, we were fourth in the league, so we didn't exactly deal with it badly, did we? So
6: no. Not by any means, you know. I think I think we dealt with it quite well personally, but and and our travel is always like we're going to be traveling a lot yeah. more than most of the other things other than Cardiff, you know. But we'll be traveling quite the way, so still I an think extra hour. but
1: still an extra hour.
6: Yeah, it it is it is an extra hour on top of Cardiff. So you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, no, I I think I think we dealt with it quite well personally.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, so. Looking at the players specifically then so who would you say your player of the season is and depending who you pick in who would be your young player of the season?
6: Well when you came on I was
1: I th- was it you came on I was? I believe you did yeah. and
6: we all, yeah because it was Sam's idea to give the player of the season and me and Sam both said corner Roberts, and he actually went on to get, was it players, player of the season or fans, player yeah, of I the season? I think it was
1: fans he had three, I can't remember, the, one of them was like yeah. the sponsor one maybe maybe it was players as well and fans
6: but yeah, I, I I will stick with Conor. I think he's had an outstanding season. He's he's very dependable. But if it wasn't Conor Roberts, I think I'm going to go with... I think it was either yours or Lee's choice of Jay Fulton. Did, you, did either of
1: you say him? Um, I've think I I've gone Grimes. He might have gone Fulton. But, oh, I, think, but I think he said yeah. Grimes in another video, so maybe he's flip-flopping a bit. But 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 I'll call him
6: out when I speak to, to him. <laughs> it goes to show because... It's it's not just I you know I I said Connor Roberts you said Grimes someone else said Fulton and nobody's been you know head and shoulders above anyone else. Everybody's performed I yeah. feel like to the best of their ability, you know, with one or two exceptions. A few clangs have been dropped. Obviously, it's, you know nobody has a perfect season, but I I feel like everybody's really put a shift in and they wanted to get to you know at least the playoffs. Yeah, and you know the desire to get to Wembley was obvious. Yeah. It was really obvious. Yeah.
1: And as much as their performance in Wembley maybe wasn't as good as what we would expect, you could tell. I don't it. want to talk about
4: Wembley. No, no. I don't but want, all I, went, I wanted to say... Bumped I, I bumped into Lee. <laughs> oh, and did I didn't have me. enough time to talk
6: to him. Yeah, I was I was literally on my way back to the car because we had parked in some multi-storey and we had to get it out to there. But yeah, I did say hello to Lee. but We both had a face like a slapped so yeah. we like arse. What I was going to
1: say was that after the game, you could see how much it did mean to them, even though they maybe didn't play yeah. as well as they should have. They definitely... like it was. It did hurt them. They definitely wanted to win, you know what I mean? Like some people said it was no passion or whatever, but not not the case, I don't think. Definitely visibly not. upset after they didn't win. Um okay. Goal of the season then.
6: Goal of the season. The the reason I'm saying this is because it sticks in my memory now. I I never pick goal of the season like the the flashiest goal. I never pick the flashiest goal. I pick the you know, the best I, I always pick the one that I remember. And I'm picking this one because I remember it. And it's the goal. Do you know, I say I remember, I can't remember who scored it. But I remember <laughs> it was against, it was the goal against Reddin Where are you, you know, we turned the corner. Who was it, the finisher? Go on. He, that little flipper on the corner.
1: Jay Felton runs on, doesn't he? Does he finish it? Yeah.
6: <laughs> I can't remember. It might have be been low, actually. That. It might have been low. It might have been, but it was that goal against Redin and I'll tell it you was, now. Was, like, I will find out for you.
1: Yeah. To we, <laughs> we drew that game too. All yeah? Yeah, we did. Yeah, so it was uh, Jamal Lowe and Andre Ayoub scored in that game. So it would be so, low, would well, huh? Yeah, because Ayoub did the flick, so it would be yeah. low. Where Falton runs through, I think he has a shot or something, and it gets saved or deflected or something, and he's got a tap and I think Lowe, so something like that happens. Yeah. If I remember but- I uh,
6: I again that's you know that's not the flash is called, but it was I think it was I used build up to it. It was so silky. It was you could see his class and you know he was he's been released, he'll walk into a Premier League club, he'll walk into a top league anywhere in the world now. Yeah. But uh, yeah. That, for me that was my goal of the season. Yeah. Because okay, I think that showed on. the quality of the team the, the quality the team had there.
1: Yeah, well Jamal Lewis hundred percent of the vote since I've done these videos. Uh but that's the first really? goal that's who's different. Who said,
6: who's said his goal against Cardiff?
1: Everyone else.
6: Everyone else, <laughs> <They> were right. right. <laughs> <North Storm. laughs>
1: well, I mean, it is a good goal, to be fair, and it's against Cardiff, so... Yeah, goal. yeah, exactly, and, you know, that's a close second. Plus, it did win the official one on the Swans uh, Awards, it is. yeah, I think.
6: I, I didn't see that, I didn't see that one, but, uh, again, understandable.
1: Yeah, well, okay, that's fine. Oh, you mentioned Conor Roberts for your player of the season, didn't you? Yeah, So, you think, so who would you have given the young player for season two? Because I don't class him anymore didn't. as
6: a young player. Yeah, no, he's not quite anymore, is he? Um, I think um, Liam Cullen, probably. I mean, I can't think of too many other players who would have. Latte Bordia yeah, didn't really
1: have too many games, um, if well, any, that I can remember if I, if I list the ones that probably could be in contention You you've got Gheehe, you've got Kabango, yeah. you've got uh Whittaker, Dander Danda, probably wouldn't, I mean I'm just saying the young players are probably yeah. featured heavily. Uh but yeah, Latbodia and who, I, I wouldn't have wanted to say I, I who? Who did you say, sorry?
6: No, I was gonna I, for me it was a toss up between Cullen and Ghee.
1: Yeah.
6: Gee has been so stoned, and I know Cullen had his injury, but a part of me wants to say Kellen just because he's, you know, he's a Swansea boy and I know Guy's going back to Chelsea. Yeah. But I think I think deep down it will be wrong of mean, not to say Guy because he has just been solid. I was on a live with um well, I I know him as Chris Swansea City fan and Sam is gonna love that I've dropped his name. I don't know if you know him on Instagram, but um he called him Superman. His Superman. And to be fair, he was he has been like he has been like Superman this season on a number of yeah. occasions, to be fair. And I can't disagree with that.
1: Is it the one that was with the Joe Rodon the other day? Yeah,
6: Sam. Rodan. Sam Rodon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sam Rodon. Yeah. 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 No, I know. I know. Well, fair enough. Uh, I didn't see that live. I'll have yeah. to I'll have to check it out. If it's up. you will. Honestly, if, if whoever's
6: listened to this, check that out. Check that it out.
1: Where can we see it? You can see it on
6: Sam. I think it's on Sam Rodon's Instagram, and it's on his like his um, Instagram. What they call TV IGTV yeah. or whatever. And I don't know. Just check it out. Is other one you're on? Cool. No, we went on that. I was just watching it. It Remember, I think oh, okay. we were... Yeah. And
1: afterwards, you know, but yeah, go and check it out, guys. Okay. It's, it's worth your time. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, and last question then. So, would you say your signing of the season is?
6: Oh, gosh, my signing of the season? Um. Difficult. I would have said... Yeah, I know. I pushing for time. like, um... If Gibbs White had stayed fit, it would have been him from what I saw of him, but he didn't. Um, I can't say Gee, can
1: I? Well, he's, technically he was on low money, so yeah. Yeah. Um, who do we sign this? Give me some names. Who no, we I, I would this say season. you can say him if you want, but then, uh, you know. Oh, I, I feel like it's a bit of a cop out Bennett, um, Woodman, Manning. Uh, no, I'm sticking Withica. with Guy. I'm going, I'm going against the grain, I'm going to stick with Guy. Corey Smith, Jamal Lowe. No, Guy. Okay. Guy. Okay. Well, well yes. I think you decided oh, yeah. anyway, didn't you? So there we are, Guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. No, I mean, he's man, been a solid.
6: He, was, he has been fantastic. And it was nice to see them finally, you know, in person play. Yeah. But, you uh, know, he, he's been solid all season, Guy. Yeah. And I wish him all the best when he goes. But he's, he's going to, you know, he'll excel at Chelsea.
1: Yeah. Kind of any criticisms. It's kind of a shame he had such a good season because we definitely ain't going to get him back next year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's either I I don't know if he'll go straight into that first team. I'd like to think he could, but I just feel like they'll probably ship him to a Premier League team first. I but think he'll be, be he'll be fine whenever he goes, I think he'll, Wherever goes he'll be a rock. I mean he threw Sterling on the floor like it was nothing, didn't he? So yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. So there we go. Anything else you wanna say after after all this now in terms of the season? Any more thoughts that we haven't touched? Um
6: do you know, there's not too much. I think the only thing I can think about really is just I'm I'm so looking forward to getting back down the Liberty and seeing everybody, like seeing the the stadium bouncing. You know, it was so nice that when we were at Wembley, my my vo- I don't know about Lee, but my voice was gone before the whistle had blown. So it was so nice just to finally get it out there and yeah. you know do what you've missed doing. But yeah.
1: Well, looking forward to seeing everyone. I don't get to all the home games, but I'm sure when I do get to one away game, though, we'll be able to have a pint or whatever. I'm sure that will... Yeah, 100%. 100%. Be a thing. Unfortunately, my all job doesn't win, allow right? me to get a season ticket. So uh, I'll try to go as much as I can, though. But yeah. Get down as much well as you can. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Well, cheers for coming back on, Alex. Uh, no, shame, Sam, and this time. But I'm sure you will be back in the future. Even so if you want back, to remind... 100%. Yeah, if you want to remind everyone where I can find you both, and what you do,
6: yeah, so like I said at the beginning, we're we're a, we're a football podcast. We talk football, obviously. We're Swansea fans, so we do drop Swansea in now and again. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Send Him Off Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Send Him Off Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Send Him Off Pod. And you can, if you, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you find your podcasts, just you know send him off, yeah. and you should find.
1: And I'll try and link all of this stuff in the description if I remember. There's going to be a lot of link in this one, but it there's be... going to be a heck
6: of a lot of link in that one. <laughs> should...
1: Hopefully, I'll get it all in there, right? I think I'll try my best. Um, otherwise, we often tweet each other back and forth when we're doing stuff together. So I'm sure you'll see their name tagged in our tweets if you're following us. So anyway, check them out. And thanks for coming on, Alex. And I shall see you next time. Thank you very much for having me. No problem. Okay, so I'm joined by Ollie. Uh, now, so welcome back to the channel, Ollie. Second appearance, I believe.
3: Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, do you want to just remind everyone like who you are, where you are on Twitter, maybe what you do in regards to like your blog and stuff like that?
3: Yeah, okay. Um, so Twitter, you can find me uh, SCFC Ollie. and I've got the vibe football blog as well, which you might have come across or might not have, but take a look at if you haven't, where I post lots lot of swans related stuff but also lots of things. Like from the wider world of football to talk about on there. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah hopefully lots of stuff coming about the Euros on there soon.
1: Get some good conversations going on there. I have had a look at some of it it's a pretty good read so check that out uh, I'll try to remember. We've got a lot of people in this video. I'm going to try and link as much as I can to your relevant stuff so if anyone wants to find any of uh, the guests today's content or Ollie's blog for example and their Twitters and, and so on. Check out the description so everything should be down there. I say it should because guaranteed I'll leave one out. <laughs> you know how it is. Um
3: it's hard to remember.
1: <laughs> okay, so before we get into everything in regards to like obviously we're at the end of the season now. I just wanna I've asked everyone this so far and I just wanna sort of get a grasp of what you expect in before the season kicked off. So what were your it's hard to ask us now because you can kinda of change your answer, but be as honest as possible. What were your expectations going into the season?
3: Before the season, I had a go predicting the Championship, League One, and League Two. So obviously, did predict West we would finish, and I had the seventh. So in that respect, we've outperformed how I thought I w- how I thought we would. But in another way, I did always think we we'd do a little bit better than that, and just did that as a sort of conservative guess. I always thought we'd make playoffs. I think automatics always seemed to be a bit of a pipe dream, and we were always overperforming when we were in that race. But playoffs is a good season and to get to Wembley, even if we didn't get the result we want I think I think I would have taken that at the start of the season
1: yeah so you kind of touched on my next point I was just going to ask for like kind of an end of season um you know what's the review or the end of the season then because obviously you said you expected maybe well you said seventh but maybe thought playoffs were more achievable so after seeing how it panned out then what, what what would you say now? Do you think we, like, overperformed, underperformed? Uh, any areas you think maybe stood out as highs? Or maybe areas that were, like, definitely where we missed out or where the opportunity was lost, if you like? And, um, yeah, obviously,
3: did it meet your expectations? I mean, I think we could have had a slightly better season if certain bits of luck had panned out for us, as we'd have liked the two obvious examples that come to my head there are Morton Gibbs White and Jordan Morris. Their injuries, I think if they hadn't got injured, we'd have been further up the table. I think we could have picked Brentford to third, maybe even Watford to second. And obviously, it's hard it's hard easy to look back with the benefit of hindsight, but the games they played and the prior knowledge I have of those two, they they looked excellent for us and would have been huge players for us this season. But I think Overall, it's been a great season. Uh, we've clearly made some progress from last season, going from sixth to fourth, but also going from not going to the final to getting to Wembley. So I think it has been a good year, but of course, when we get to Wembley and have a 90 minutes away from the Premier League, you you'll always feel yeah. a bit sad that we didn't get there.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think I agree with you. Like At the end of the day, though, there's four teams in the playoffs and only one of them wins. So, like you know you've got a 25% chance essentially of winning so it's not like nobody nobody sort of um, deserves or not deserves but like no one's entitled to win in that you've got to you've got to earn it and deserve it and obviously we didn't on both occasions this time but the last time we were in the playoffs before that we did so that's like one out of three in the last three so you know it's not really a a really bad record considering the possibilities and the probabilities around it it's just the way it is in football sometimes you can't always be that team that comes out on yeah, top in those no. situations because every other team is also saying the same they want to go up, they want to They expect their team to do it and you've just got to deal with the disappointment sometimes haven't you but it's about learning from that and moving forward and I think like you said <clears throat> we took the step from last year where we went from the semi-final we learned to, from that we won that, that, letter, that tie got to the final, so can we do it again where we take the positives out of that final, take the experience if you like if we do get to the playoffs next year then, put it all together and actually come out on top this time, hopefully we'll not get in the playoffs and get top two, but that's thinking well ahead that's that's thinking well ahead, I'm not saying that we should do that, but obviously that's like dreaming it, but um, we can't really discuss anything about that I think until at least Start of the season, we've seen some of the transfer activity, maybe, and what the team's looking like. If Cooper, there's a decision made in regards to him staying or going. You know, there's a long time to go until we start talking about, I think, pre season expectations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of agree with a lot of what you said there. Um, and the injuries as well. I think they were massive. And it's good that you pointed those two out because I would agree with you, Gibbs White, as much as we only really had him for like, what, six, seven games, really.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was always that there was always that hope in the back of our minds that he was yeah. going to come back. And I always remember that cameo that he had against Watford where he literally just took the mick yeah, out well, of it. Exactly. Defense.
1: So you could see how creative he was. And we literally, yeah. what we were oh, missing gosh, yeah. was creativity. Um, mm. So that was a big loss regardless of how little he really played in the season. We got away with it in the first half, but when we got found out, we needed his quality to like mm. ask the defense questions for the opposition. We just didn't have that. Um, and then the other one, Jordan Morris, I think his pace is what we missed there. Uh, I think he would have been good as well. He was definitely gelling into the team. Should have won a penalty on yeah. Norwich. And uh, again, something that we missed was a bit of Yeah, no, he would have definitely given something. Yeah. Okay. Having said all that then, who would you say your player of the season is? And depending on who they are, your young player of the season.
3: My player of the season definitely doesn't qualify for the young player of the season category. Because I find it pretty difficult to look past Andre Ayou. I voted for him in my player season with the Swans. Thought about voting for Connor Roberts, but in my head was, was telling me I had to vote for Andre. Connor Roberts he, won that award in the end, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think Andre was the obvious answer. I think we're gonna we might be in big trouble without him next season. His his experience in the dressing room is clearly so important. He's such a leader on the pitch he's always rallying the troops out there. But also at the same time, his defensive work and the work he does off the ball, and that just moments of quality that he gives us, I just make him stand out from the rest for me. I mean, there's four obvious candidates in my mind, yeah. which were Roberts, him, Gray, and Grimes. I think Grimes is definitely with a shout as well.
1: He, yeah, he's won. mine to be fair. So,
3: yeah, yeah, he's he's he's, uh, he's been excellent for us this season. And I think we. If we lose him in the summer we'll be a lot worse off without him
1: yeah I think I know maybe it's because I expected Ayu to go but I think if Grimes go I will be more upset than Ayu going but I think that's just because I think we've all known that if we don't go up Ayu's gonna go so with us kind of being accepted for a while whereas mm. I think Grimes is someone that as much as he's not our product because we did get him from Exeter he kind of feels like he is because he came at such a young age, was there in the academy for a long time, went out on a lot of loans and to see him come through and just become such an important player and become club captain. It's just nice yeah. isn't it, to see that as much as he's not all the time in Swansea, we brought, it, brought him in at a young age because he had potential and it's good to see him coming through and actually realizing that potential. Same as like McBurney and Dan James and, and Fulton, for example, he's another one. Yeah. And Byers, actually. But, um, yeah, Crimes especially, I think I will. I'll be more upset and worried. if. I'll happens. be devastated if yeah. he leaves.
3: Because it's losing, not just uh, obviously the benefit that him and Andre give us on the pitch, but the losing your captain and vice-captain. Yeah, I didn't even think about that really aspect. Crazy, uh, That's like a double whammy.
1: It's like you, you lost your vice-captain already. um Losing your captain, I don't even know who would be the next. It'd probably be way well if Routledge stays. As mm. the thing is, he's not really going to be on the pitch too much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Corey Smith came to my mind
3: because he used to be captain of Bristol Maybe I have, Ryan Bennett. I've thought about this, yeah, yeah. Again, just people It just who are the lead, yeah, isn't it?
1: It doesn't feel as like because they haven't, as much as they experience, experienced, they haven't been at the club as long, and I know that's not always how you should pick the captain. But sometimes you want both, where they're experienced and they've been at the club for a while. Uh, but like Routledge, but Routledge is hardly going to play. So, whether it's not yeah. like kind of when Monk and Britain were captain for their stints, they weren't always necessarily in the team. Um, so, maybe it'll be a case of he is the captain and the vice captain is the one that's leading on the pitch a lot of the time. That might be something, I don't know. But from Cooper's last pick, where he picked Grimes as a young captain, I would maybe say he would go that route again. And. I don't know. Maybe Felton or Conor Roberts. You know, perhaps, Roberts, um, but then is he going to be here? So again, that's another question. Yeah, I true.
3: I I feel like his end of season form, where certainly we have seen a drop off from how he was towards the start of the season, yeah. where he's been playing more as a traditional right back than his than in his wing back role
1: due to the formation change, though, isn't it? Mm. And I'm not sure it was ne- like he was winger sometimes and he was right back sometimes. So and he was on the bench a lot. So um. Yeah, I, I, I wonder it's, if... It's difficult to judge.
3: I wonder if potential suitors have been maybe slightly turned off by the
1: by the end of the season. Uh, maybe, but I doubt it, and they've also got the Euros to judge him on. So, But then if yeah, he exactly. does have a really good Euros that could add value, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we're also apparently interested in that Nico Williams, haven't we? So he's right he's back. brilliant. We've got Norton I... and Roberts. Maybe that's not a good sign, but we'll see what happens there as well.
3: I really like Nico. Looking forward to seeing him playing for Wales this summer.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if we sign him, why do we need three right-backs? That's the question.
3: Oh, no, saying. I think I think if we signed him, it would be, because obviously he can also play left-back as well, but we've got yeah two solid left-backs. I think he's a sort of, a if le- we lose... Roberts. Unless Cooper
1: has decided he is going full-on five of the back again and Norton's centre-back in the eyes. So yeah, I maybe. We'll have to see. I hope he doesn't. I want him to stick with a four, but anyway, that's yeah. all preseason stuff. That's not what we. Yeah, we'll true. We'll talk true. about that in a couple of weeks, maybe. But last couple of things then. Young player
3: of the season. Um, I mean, Markway. It kind of has to be. He's been. I he's I, I remember a few week months ago now, one of uh, my friends found an old tweet of mine which said that he'd be at Crawley Town in five years after his, uh, oh time. After his performance against Stoke. Uh, and I could last not Last year, be like his more first wrong. couple of games were a bit ropey. Yeah. Early, but, uh, last one, I could no, not, you don't not want be more Yeah, No, no. And I think to show that he's come from me thinking he'd be a Crawley to me thinking he's a Champions League defender in waiting, is it just shows how much he's progressed this year, how much of a leader yeah. he's been for us. He's been an ever-present at the back, because we've rotated Cabango, Norton, Bennett, that abode a little bit. Uh, he's been there every time. He's been the one, he's so comfortable on the ball, he's just clearly plays with this sense of maturity that you just don't get with 21 year old defenders. And I think the fact he hasn't been in every team the season I've seen for the Championship this season is is crazy, to be honest.
1: I know. I can't believe he didn't get into the official one. I've seen a lot of people calling that out that aren't even Swans fans. But uh, yeah, I find that crazy. If he was one player I thought that was going to get in from our team, I thought it would be him because Defensively, like he's been so solid and ever present, as you said. I just thought that was a bit, yeah, a bit odd. I think, like, and this isn't just because I'm biased, because I'm a Swansea fan. But Morrison from Cardiff, getting in. the only I... reason he's got in ahead of him is because he scored more goals. That's literally yeah. the only reason. But I'm not being funny, as much as it's good to have a goal scoring centre back, the primary job of a centre back is to stop the goals going in your net. Mm. And Geehee's been amazing in doing that. So I just feel like that's a bit of a. Sometimes. When you see team of the seasons, like the stats and all this stuff, like people put goals above everything else. And I think in that part of the pitch, yeah. they should be a secondary thing. It's obviously a good bonus, but it should be defence first.
3: If you need to rely on your defender to score goals to win you matches, then they're clearly not doing yeah. their job I'd properly. Have, I would almost, have said that I?
1: about if you played for any team, not Card. Like, yeah, obviously yeah no, for I Card if It's really important for them, but their season's been up and down at different points he's been consistent all year and I, as much as we didn't finish with the best defence in the league, I think he was still like third or fourth best or something yeah. so,
3: and Woodman yeah. won the Golden Glove and that's yeah. not just yeah. it's not just down to him, it's down to a defence as well, yeah. I think I know he's not, well, he's 24 maybe 25, I'm not 100% sure Woodman is not like traditionally a young player, I was think of under 23 when yeah but I think, but I think but like a in terms, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, in goalkeeping terms he's very young and probably deserves a shout in that category as well because despite a few shaky moments this season, on the whole, he's been excellent.
1: Yeah, I think. definitely. He's taken a lot of criticism. Uh, sometimes I think too yeah. much so and a bit unjust. He definitely deserves it sometimes, and it's good to be constructive mm-hmm. and call people out when it's like not call him out, but like say, Okay, he's made an error, he needs to learn from that, that's fine. But like there's been a lot of calls out of it too far, I think. But he does yeah. definitely oh, deserve gosh, a shout yeah. out. Um, as I said previously, the reason he's in the championship is to learn. He's going mm. to make their mistakes. He's a young keeper. He's not a Newcastle's yeah, exactly. first team for these reasons. He sent here to make their mistakes. He's made them. He's going to learn from them. That's literally why he's here. If he weren't making them mistakes, he wouldn't be here. So, um,
3: and there's been there's been a lot of shouts that he won the Golden Glove because of the defence and whatever. But
1: it's both ways. At the end of the day, both, both uh, yeah, exactly. To contribute,
3: so, I think
1: you, you I also think saved a couple of penalties.
3: Mm. Oh God, he's great with his penalties. Woodman. is he? He really? I mean, I remember. The one that always sticks out is is last season when he saved that one at Fulham, and he's he's clearly an expert in that category.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it just shows he's he's good. He's a good keeper. His distribution is probably my biggest area of concern, but yeah. that's something you can work on. So you know, just, you know, I think he's. You're he's never going to get. Them.
3: Yeah, you're never going to get the finished article when you're signing young goalkeepers. You're really never going to get the in. finished article in the Championship. Otherwise, yes. they <laughs> wouldn't be in this league, would they?
1: They'd be in no, the higher that, league. So
3: that's, that's very true.
1: Um, okay, so goal of the season then.
3: There's one winner really, Jamal Logan's oh, Cardiff. <laughs> Not just for the occasion. Hundred percent
1: that has been so far. Every single person has said the same
3: so uh, Not just for the occasion, it was it was the best goal we score the season. The the run, the bit of skill that you did, it was just perfect. I said the thing to, think to the others that
1: have said like we don't really see that sort of goal much, Swansea fans, like no. where a player's like running like from quite far out, uh, just after the halfway line, I believe, uh, running through some players and taking them on, and actually also having the finished article themselves. We don't necessarily, you know, sometimes we see it on a counter attack where someone has a run, passes it one, two, one, two, and then it goes in. But for one person to take it on, run through some players and have a shot and it goes in, we don't see that very often. So it was like, and to be against Cardiff in the game yeah, that it was, made like, it just awesome. makes it even better. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a one to
3: shout out, and I think it won in the, the actual goal of the season, didn't they? For the Swans, if in a if if we're going about a second place or whatever the Matt Grimes goal in the cup against Forest that was a lovely strike as well. But obviously, I mean, there's no contest for Jamal yeah, goal, I
1: can start
3: it. I think Grimes, all of Grimes goals this season, probably mm. in
1: contention, really. They were all yeah. from outside the box. I, I, I totally forgot about the playoff one now you mention it. I just and was there one blew. against uh Rotherham as well away,
3: yeah yeah he scored some lovely goals
1: yeah um okay and last last question then so sign
3: of the season i I'm, i imagine towards square he but i don't feel he's a traditional sign because he was here last Our season loan seasons and... can count
1: but if you if you're saying yeah if he was like well i, I guess technically when he got signed he was signed yeah. on an 18 month when he so
3: he kind of or we well we didn't kind of we all knew he was coming back so it doesn't almost feel like a sign. He <laughs> was in the deal I already, think, wasn't he? It? Just yeah. like you
1: have to trigger the
3: if you want him mm. keep him like. So I, I think I probably go Jamal. I I think we've made some great signings this season. I think Corey Smith has been an asset for us this season. I think I mean Manning. I think will come come good and play a bigger role for us than he has this season yeah. next year i am trying to think of all the different players we signed because we've had some with a we've curve. had a couple of uh, yeah i think he hasn't played enough to get that, no no uh, no but we have had some we have had some interesting ones as well we've had some bad luck i think but that we've had and with obviously a couple of people who i don't think have quite performed the level they should have but low is low takes it for me i think okay. he's been excellent this season
1: yeah, he's definitely done well. It was it like fourteen goals? I think he ended on, and we were criticising his like his form at certain stages, which you know he did have quiet spells. But I think maybe it was more to do with the full team thing that resulted in in him having a lack of confidence as a result of the team struggling. Uh, but then at the same time, two of our players finished like fourteen plus goals. Uh, yeah, we so would have that's taken out the start of the season based on like last year, especially. Are you was like. It was I who scores or no one until Brewster came and then it was Brewster scores or no one. Um <clears throat> it just just missed that out and out striker for a long long past of the season, which could have even made him play that a little bit better, especially in the periods where he was quieter. But I think considering he was asked to play in a role that wasn't his first choice or preferred role at the start of the season, I think he's had a really good season.
3: Yeah, I think he's I think it's pretty hands down that he wins it. he's been He's been fantastic in when he's been on form. But even when he hasn't been scoring the goals and he's been having these barren runs, you can still see the effort he's putting in for the team. He's running the hard yards. He's doing his share of the work. And I think you've got to applaud that, that even yeah. when he's not scoring, he's playing quite well sometimes. And he's still finished on 14 goals, which is a very respectable tally.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, thanks very much for coming on, Ollie, and sharing your end-of-season thoughts with us, I'm sure we'll have you on again uh, maybe over the summer, we've got the Euros obviously, we have um, spoke about some of our plans, we're going to do some stuff with like, maybe, I guess some scouting sort of videos where we look at potential sign ins and I know you like looking at that that's sort of my, stuff, that's so my domain yeah, yeah. we can get you on for a video in that regard we'll sort something out anyway, but uh, thanks for coming on,
3: thank you for having me that's alright, um, uh,
1: remind everyone where they can find
3: you ah uh, on Twitter where I've got the, uh, S Yali and the vibe football blog as well. Okay. Where you can hopefully well, find me and follow yeah. me if you come across my Twitter. Go
1: give him a follow. Go check out his blog, support him. I think, uh, you're, you like your media, than you? And like journalism and stuff. So go yeah, give him yeah. some support, you know, still quite young, got a career ahead of him. So he needs all the support that you can get. So go check him out, give him some positive, uh, positive feedback. But yeah, Thanks for coming on And we'll see you again soon See you soon
2: Hello Thanks for having me on Swan's cast This is the Real Jack Army Here today To give you my um, Opinions Of Swansea City's 2020-2021 Season Review So expectations Before the season I think We were Very unlucky To lose The playoff final But very happy to go one step further uh, than the playoffs and to make an appearance in the playoff final but very disappointed on the outcome as small Swansea fans would be. Review of the season I think Steve Cooper done a fantastic job with the score he had. Obviously we're really unlucky with the score of depth towards the end of the season um, losing the likes of Morgan Gibbs-White-William on in the season losing the likes of Jordan Morris and Ariola due to circumstances. Um, high moment of the season has to be getting to the playoff final um, and Mark Gihi at the back, fantastic defending. Obviously, we went on a fantastic run of not con- conceding any goals in games, which was fantastic. That was a really high moment. Going quite well, quite far, sorry, in the FA Cup. Um, but, uh, you know, that's a high for Swansea City. A low moments was after that Watford win we just seemed to crash really and couldn't pick ourselves back up. We just seemed to scrape victories and scrape late winners and really depended on the likes of RU or Kabang or, or Rob. It's just a score like a late late winner which never really suited us. We just almost seemed to be quite um negative and um, quite reliant on like penalties and I you know Steve Hooper, the job he's done was fantastic. Like fair enough to him. Like you know he didn't have much of a choice with the score depth. But obviously, like week to week he was like picking like a back four and going back to a back five. It's like obviously he's not going to be good for the players because one week you're playing back four, next week you're playing back five. Obviously he was tactical for tactical reasons, but. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't understand why he was reverting and changing like week in week out. Stick to one formation because players are like, oh, we're playing this formation this week, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, player of the season for me has to be um, Mark Greahy. If it wasn't for him, I think Swansea would be nowhere near a playoff final. His uh, defending has been world class and it'd be fantastic to. Having back next season, but I can't see it happening myself. Goal of the season has to be Mack Rines. What a screamer that was in a 5 0 or 5 1 against Nottingham Forest and the Ethics What a screamer that was by him. Sign of the season has to be that man, of course. Mark Wehey, what a player, what a player. He has got a bright future. Chelsea are very lucky. To be having him on their books um, for a good couple of years, It'd be fantastic if he was to come back at the Liberty for a third a third year, just like Friday One But we can all dream. We can all dream. So this has been the Real Duck Army making a appearance on swans cast Thanks for having me on, guys. Hopefully more videos will come out in the two thousand and twenty one two thousand and twenty two season. Thanks for having me on, guys. Much appreciated. Hope you are well and. This has been the real Jack Army on your channel. Thank you very much, and goodbye.
1: Okay, so I'm joined now by Joey. So welcome, Joey, for your debut on the channel. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Um, do you want to just give you, give everyone a little bit of a brief sort of uh, introduction to yourself and where they can maybe find you then on Twitter or social media?
7: Yeah, certainly. So being a Swansea fan for quite a long time now, um, long suffering as <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Um Joey at Swansea is the Twitter handle. Um, Joey Daniel Walden. If you search either of those, you will find me. Um, yeah, just wanted to come on and uh, have a quick discussion about
1: stuff relating to the club, really. Yeah, no, that's yeah, good. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll get a good discussion on today. So obviously, we're going to focus again on the season, kind of season review today. But I know, I'm sure we'll have you on in the in the summer or in the new season to uh, talk about other stuff in the in the future. Yeah, um, Let's start off then. So. Before we kick off with what actually happened this year, what were your expectations before we started? So what did you think going into the year after on the back of last summer, the playoff defeat to Brentford in the semi-final last year?
7: Mm. It was difficult because I looked at the team and I thought, we've invested obviously with Jamal Lowe. um, But I did look at it and I thought, this is a weaker side than the previous two seasons in the Championship. So my expectation at the start of the season was, if we can get playoffs, great um obviously as it developed um and as we sort of got into the season those expectations changed and i think everyone's expectations changed at the club and everyone yeah. who was involved in the club you know the fans it changed um and we can all admit that um but yeah at the start of the
1: season not not high to be honest yeah i think i agree like i i've said a couple of times probably at this point but i was expecting maybe like we got to the playoffs kind of like robbed our space in the playoffs a little bit last season, but maybe yeah. if we could get there and actually like hold the space for a while this season, that would have been what I was hoping that we would be. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean the players, we didn't really know it was a couple of loans that could or couldn't may or may not work. So yeah, it's a, it was definitely interesting, but after we've seen what happened then, so sum up your season so far. So a couple of things, maybe any stand standout moments for you, um, areas that maybe cost us in the long run looking back and compare that then to expectations to the match we were expecting
7: certainly um, so you know as far as how the season developed as, as I said you know going in probably not that high expectations I think by around November December we were all thinking we're going to go up we're <laughs> going to be top two you know yeah. um, and it was like that for a, for a long time Um and I did I still thought towards the end of the season we might pip Watford to that second place. I genuinely did um you know I just had this feeling um when it didn't come off fine you know great let's let's go in the playoffs and test our luck um I think watching those playoffs, I always said that if we got Bournemouth in the final, we'd go up. I always thought if we got Brentford we'd lose yeah. um and that was borne out in the end you know i the thing with Brentford is that We've played them so much over the past two years, and never looked confident against them, ever. They're one of those bogey sides, really. You know, like like when Everton, when we played Everton in the Premier League, we never looked confident against Everton. We got a couple of good results, but we never looked good against them, and we never looked like we believed that we could beat them, right? Um, And that's the same with this Thomas Frank Brentford side. Yeah, no, I know. You know, it's frustrating, but. I always said that if, if that happened, then it, that, that's what would happen. Um, obviously, it doesn't make it any less devastating, but um, yeah, it, it was hard to take. But in the end, you've got to say fair play and they can go up, you know.
1: Hopefully, uh, we won't have to play them for a while, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, you know. hopefully. Well, yeah, what hopefully happens is we'll go up next season and they'll come down. So, like, <laughs> we'll we'll miss them. But no, I'm joking. Good luck to them. Uh, they... To be fair, in the long run, they deserve it, and they—they—they've worked for a couple of yeah. years now, building for it. As much as Thomas Frank's come in and rattled a few feathers, uh, yeah. As aside as from him, yes. Yeah, <laughs> aside from him, they probably like deserve it. Like they—they've definitely run the right way and made money and all the rest of it. It's kind of a little bit like what you know when we went up ten years ago, except with money being a lot higher these days.
7: <clears throat> yeah, I think. I think they're probably the model now. Yeah. That we're looking at. Yeah. You know, we should at least sell these players, make money and then reinvest and then go up. Yeah. Um that that's one of the things that was really stressful for me about the end of the season was knowing that if we didn't go up, I was gone. Yeah. That, <clears all throat> and I am absolutely devastated because I love Andre. I think he's a brilliant player, he's a brilliant ambassador for this club. He, the passion he showed. There's not many players that aren't from Swansea that show that
1: amount of passion for this club, especially when you get relegated as well.
7: Yeah, exactly. And people will say, "Oh, he left a good friend of Bacci. You know that wasn't really his choice. No,
1: and Potter didn't want him at the end yeah. of the day. He was happy to just get rid of him. Uh, you know, exactly. Uh, Cooper was came in, and all of a sudden, like, is there a way we can keep him? Can we do something? And brought him back in with the expectation still that he would go, realised where well yeah. he fitted in and really pushed to keep him. So uh, Yeah. yeah. And he's
7: been one of those players over the past two years that literally has been incredible for us, you know. And people will say, is he a club legend? People will say he's not. I personally think he is, you know. Three out of yeah. the four seasons he played here, he was top scorer. Um, the guy's just a genius and I'm going to really miss him, but... Um, it almost leaves a hole now for some new foreign player with passion, hopefully to come in. Yeah. You know,
1: I think maybe a youngster, someone you you've got from nowhere. Really, no one knows anything yeah. about them, and they can come and just raw talent and be successful. But we'll see what happens in that regard. I'm sure. I'm sure they've got some plans. Uh, yeah, in the, in the line. But you're right. I, like it's a difficult question. Like with saying, is he a legend or not? Because that like legend can be thrown around easily can it so I think that's why yeah. people are careful to label uh, players in that category these days but I'm not saying he is or isn't from my point of view I'm not really sure <laughs> because it's yeah. like maybe because it's so fresh I think sometimes you can look back and make an easier decision but what I will say if like if he, he could easily be regarded as a legend I completely understand everyone that says he is um, mm-hmm. and if you're he, if he, saying he's not a legend I would say you know if you've got a category of legend players he's just like that slight bit lower, do you yeah, get I me? Mean? Yeah. Like not necessarily he's on like the, the same pedestal right? as Leon Britton or Lee Trundle, yeah, but the course. next like group under that, I would say that. Yeah, um, that's what yeah, I would course. put him in. Same as maybe Wilfred Boney or someone like that. I wouldn't say he's necessarily yeah. a legend, but yeah, um, similar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. So I think I'm quite in agreement with you with a lot of what you said. To be honest, uh, quite realistic. And there was a time in the season where. It could have been more. It did feel like it was going to be more, especially the first half was so good. We did start to have a few issues in the second half, especially after the Norwich game. Um, But I think maybe it was coming because we probably were overachieving for like that first 60% of the season or whatever it was. Uh, The transfers didn't really work in January. That we needed to work to fix some of the problems that were going to come and they came at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Morris especially, I think, we needed more firepower and we didn't have it when we needed it because of his injury. Routledge and Cullen at the same time. Um, I also think, I don't know what you think about this, but he brought mm-hmm. in Morris, winger, slash striker, Ariola, winger, slash striker, I know right back as well. Um, yeah. And Whittaker, of course. I think he was planning to go to the four the back sooner. He was trying to bed Morris yeah. in as quick as he could. You could tell he was bringing him on every game. And at that time, he wasn't really making subs, but Morris was coming on every game. I think he was thinking yeah. about it sooner, but then Morris gets injured, Routledge and Cullen are injured, and he feels like he's got no choice, that he can't really do it. So, um, who knows, yeah, and that's all ifs and buts. I, yes. yeah. I agree with you on that. Um, and I think,
7: as much as we talk about the Andre RU, uh departure now hurting, the Jordan Morris injury really hurt at the time, yeah. because it was just one of those that... I, I remember him coming on against... Norwich was it when he almost when he should have won that penalty. Yeah, that
1: should have been the penalty. 100%. Yeah,
7: <laughs> yeah. And I remember him coming on in that game. And I just looked at him. I thought, this is some player. Like this is a coup for us.
1: But that's that uh, speed is something that we missed. I know Jamal was yeah. quick, but he doesn't use the speed in the same way as like Morris. You could tell when if he came on at the end of the game against tired legs, like he was gonna just run at them and get past.
7: Yeah, someone uh, who gets in and then and then creates that opportunity, really, you know?
1: Well, ironically, um, he was in behind when he snapped his leg, When not he? It was a ball yeah. in behind against Huddersfield. Um, yeah, true. And I don't know whether it's the way he runs or something, but clearly it just didn't go well was, on that day. It was a really weird step onto the ball, and
7: it was like, oh, okay, yeah. that's strange. It's, it's um, very harsh. You know, yeah, it's really harsh on him, and, like, you know, hopefully the stars align and potentially... You know, if he's fit in January, there's another loan move for him. Yeah. But, but um, the thing is, he
1: wouldn't have played football for a year, so I feel like we wouldn't go in at that point. Yeah. But we, we will, I hope, I would love it for it to happen just out of, like, you know, we, we want to give you a chance. You got injured mm. playing for us. I'd love to give you another chance. But I think sometimes the money men don't think like, like that way, do they? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah but um, it did, from what I was reading the other day, seem that his injury was worse than first expected. They were hoping that he would have yeah. been playing football by the end of this calendar year, but it looks like he's not gonna kick a ball this year now, so Wow. Yeah.
7: That's it's difficult for him, isn't it? You know, as
1: as a young man who
7: this was his first foray really outside of yeah. outside of the US, you know, he was he was keen for it and he, he looked again another one of those players who was gonna bring a different
1: type of passion but yeah. still a pa- A passion for yeah. like showing himself, proving himself as an American coming over to the yeah the different system. Um, because it's always it's still seen as a bit of a cliche that there's not many of them that do it. Um, the football over there is not as good, and he's had to prove prove that wrong. and And he had a different path as well, through like college football over there. Um, yeah, quite a unique path, and I think he's quite. Um, Respected over there for his his youth path up to like mainstream and international football. So, yeah, second ACL in your other leg. Like, you, how bad can your luck like get in your career? Like, it's uh, horrible. Hopefully, it? that's it's it for crazy. him, and you'll have a good couple of years to end now. Like, he's what twenty yeah. six, so he's still got a couple of years ahead of him.
7: Yeah, he's still he still got probably ten years ahead of him if he can stay fit. You know, but yeah, you feel you do feel for him because it it was just one of those things. It's a freak moment, you know. Yeah, uh, and it. There was a lot of those throughout the season, I felt, like freak moments where people just got injured, you know, like Cullen was the same, yeah. Routley was the same in the semi-finals. Um,
1: well, and and in the semi-game as Cullen, wasn't it? you got injured. Yeah, yeah, and that game as well, yeah, exactly. I think like the whole, maybe not for all of the injuries, but for some of them, the amount of games condensed into a smaller time frame because of COVID, I think it has been stuff already saying that like muscle injuries yeah. were increased and... Just the more demand. I know. I know. There's an argument that I hate seeing, actually, but that people say like, "Oh, well, they paid all this money; they should be able to deal with it." Unfortunately, it doesn't matter how much you paid. Your body is your body. Yeah. Like, exactly. You can't. You can't play more than what you can play. It Doesn't matter how much money you're on. Like, yeah.
7: Don't go. Oh well, I got ten grand this week, so i better. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Expensive.
1: Yeah. Well, um, that's yeah. That's it. That's one we can probably talk about in the summer, maybe all uh, in more detail. But um, yeah, let's that... mo- let's move on a second. So, player of the season. Then, so two categories here. So, depending on what you say, if you are player of the season, yeah. <laughs> if you know the age bracket, really, player of the season and young player of the season. So, obviously, if your player of the season falls into the young player category, then yeah, there's only one, isn't there? But otherwise, yeah. player of the season and young player.
7: Um. So, player of the season for me is Connor Roberts. Um, you know, and people will say. Why well, you know, Andre Ayew was head, head, head and shoulders above the rest when he was when it comes to scoring and stuff. Yeah. But Connor exemplified everything that we wanted. It was yeah. passion, pace. It was, you know, I'm going to give my all for this team. And actually, when you look at like some of the biggest moments of the season, he was there. Yes. Yeah, you know, goals he scored. Yeah, the goals against Forrest, the goal against Stoke that he scored. I mean. He
1: played amazingly in that game against Stoke.
7: Yeah. I thought he'd had for breakfast that morning, but bloody hell.
1: (laughs) A very good season from Robert. And he's 25, so you can have a young player as well.
7: Okay, good. Um, So, again, young player for me is is between two, and probably the second one is a bit of a surprise. So, Ben Capango was just unbelievable in the centre of defence. Every time he played, I really felt um, assured. So, you know, you, you, you can sometimes look at Defender and go, oh, my God, he's playing. Yeah. this is Um, But whenever Ben Cabango played, I was like, yeah, he, he looks good. He looks solid. You know, he chipped in with a couple of goals as well. So that's yeah. important for Defender. Um, the second one, and people will question this, but is Liam Cullen. Um, because I feel like for two years now he's been in, in this first team squad um, and his opportunities have been limited. But every time he plays, there's something about him and he shows something different. Yeah, um, no, I can see that. You know? Um, and if he's not a big player next season, I will
1: be very, very, very surprised. It depends on uh, our signings, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, true. he's either at the moment you'd say he's 1st try striker, especially with you going now. Uh, yeah. But you don't know what's going to happen in the summer. And I would, I would hate to see him slipping down because I feel like we should kind of he should be first or second choice no matter who we sign I think. I understand Definitely. if we go out and sign a proven goal scorer so that he's not maybe the one that starts all the time but Definitely. I want him to have more action off the bench more regularly if that is the case and if this, this yeah. whoever we sign isn't performing uh, he can come on or if we're still playing five of the back with the two forwards he's one of them like, rather than maybe Lowe yeah. who's not necessarily a forward but then there's a question then where do you fit him in so that's, yeah, that's got, again, that's the bigger debate, right. but I agree. Cabango, yeah. he's been solid. Um, <clears throat> we've talked about his performances after some games in our videos. I'm sure you might have viewed at some point. But yeah, uh-huh. the only, like we, I think constructive criticism. He is young, and he so he's going to make mistakes. But the only thing I think for him majorly is sometimes he's too quick to hoof the ball away. But at the same time, that's not necessarily a negative because you could argue some of the other players don't do it enough and then we get caught out so he's kind of like okay I don't want to make a mistake that leads to a goal I'm just going to get rid of it which I think when we're in a spell of not playing well people highlight that and say like oh we need to keep the ball to get back in the game yeah. but from his point of view he's like I just don't want to make a mistake I want to make sure we aren't conceding and he's yeah. young so he's going to learn from that he's going to he's going to get better on the ball isn't he like that's so yeah. I, agree, I agree he's had a very good year and at the playoff semi-finals especially he was immense oh, i would argue I, he could have been man of the yeah. match of both even though gihgi got it I, yeah. I think especially the first game i think i would give it to gabango over gihgi
7: yeah i mean what i would say about the hoofball thing is that like actually he's he's almost a hybrid defender between yeah. gay and bennett cuz bennett hoofs it and nobody criticizes ryan yeah. you know um but yeah i mean the one thing i want ben to do and work on um, over this summer and over the next season is to actually be a bit more comfortable with the ball. Yeah. Because some looks a little bit like he's kicking the ball weird, you know? And yeah. It, it, yeah. It's But if he can work on that, then I think he's going to be one hell of a player for the future. I think future. that's
1: perhaps where the whole hoofball thing comes from, maybe because he looks a bit uncomfortable and then sometimes he ends yeah. up kicking it long. That's probably why people jump on him a bit more than maybe Bennett. But like I said... Well no, t- I'm not jumping on him. When we've mentioned in the past, that's like us being constructive really more than anything. But hundred oh, yeah. percent good season. Yeah. yeah. And Cullen, I agree, like yeah. Um I would love to see him get more chances. For me, when he came on like the last couple of games when he was starting as striker and we went to the four, the back, mm. he just allows RU and Low to play so much better than when they're up to top together. Yeah, As, as much agree. as like Cullen might not have a game where he is the standout, he's done something that you're like, oh yeah, Liam Cullen, that was class, but it's kind of like background work that you don't necessarily see or recognise as being like, he's not going to get the headlines for it, but mm-hmm. him being in the middle, making the runs, occupying the centre-backs, it's allowing Ayu to have space to cut in and get a goal from his, uh, you know, finesse from his left like, stuff like it's that. It's clever that. A play, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I don't think he's yeah. got enough credit for that, but we... Definitely missed that in the final, I think. Um, I felt for him
7: in that <clears> game. I really felt yeah. for him because obviously, like, Connor, It felt like Connor had to start that game, right, because of the passion and the pride and all that. Um, but when Cullen came on, because I think... Did he come on after Jay was sent off? It was, like, three minutes before. So, yeah, like, he, he's not going to be able to change the game then, do you know what I mean? We're no. down to 10 no. men.
1: Um, and I've really felt for him, I wanted him to... It's the wrong game show. anyway, when we're 2-0 yeah. down. <clears throat> and yeah, exactly. uh, They they're exactly. happy to just sit back and win the game because that's all they needed to do. We needed him yeah. there when it was nil nil, and they were pushing so that when we counted, he can make these runs. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's done. That's uh, you know, we 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 <laughs> spoke about that in our last video about errors that Steve Cooper maybe made, but um, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm sure they'll all learn from that, especially if Cooper's here next year. But yeah, I think like yeah he just allows the other two to play so much better and i thought that's why he was going to just stick to the four but yeah, yeah. we'll see going yeah, into next season if uh, if that that happens i guess cuz are you like he takes two people so if you're taking two center backs it's easier to mark if you're taking someone on the right or whatever you are the right or the left and yeah. a center back's got to come over as well yeah but then you've got exactly. Cullen making a run the other way is a gap and i think there was that one goal against uh, I can't remember Sheffield Wednesday maybe where Ayu um, came on as a sub did that heel to Felton who was running through the middle.
7: That was uh, Reddin. Reddin, yeah. But that's yeah.
1: literally exactly that's the space that's created from yeah. all of that combining. So yeah. exactly, yeah. Agreed. Okay. Goal of the season then. If oh. I was a bit on the spot here, but <laughs>
7: I mean. It's hard not to look past the uh, Jamal one against Cardiff, the second one. I think um, that
1: seems to be the general consensus so far of what, uh, <laughs> what I've heard.
7: I mean, it's just such a good goal, but also I do I do really like Connor's equaliser against Stoke, the volley. Yeah. Um, I just thought that that was so Connor Roberts, you know, <laughs> such a such a player that you wouldn't expect to be in there, and then all of a sudden pops up with like a with like a messy volley, and you're like, what? Yeah.
1: Where know, that did that was, come from, you know? That was very good. Uh, I, I yeah. tend to agree with you on the Jamal Lowe one, though, because I think how often do we see, especially as Swans, I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know whether it's like down to our style of play, but how often do we see like a player running through nearly from the halfway line and I know how you got tackled and he ran onto the ball, yeah, just dribbling it through a couple of players and then just taking a shot on and it going in. We just don't really see goals like that.
7: No, yeah, and, uh, you, um, and we don't. Yeah, you're right, because like, that's not the style of play that we play. But it was just so beautiful to watch all of these Cardiff players falling over, yeah. and Jamal just standing and going, yeah, see you later, right.
1: It couldn't have been against a better team like that goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> exactly. Like, I think Jamal, whatever he does the rest of his Swansea career, he's always going <laughs> to be up there for Swans fans because of that game.
7: That. Yeah, there'd always be a beer for him in Swansea, wouldn't there? <laughs> yeah, hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. He's uh, he's definitely like he can retire now.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um,
1: okay, last one then. So signing of the season, and it can be a loan signing or a transfer signing. Mm. This one's quite hard actually, um, yeah. because
7: you look at you look at the signings we made at the start of the season, um, Freddie and Mark aside, a lot of them have contributed, but not like being superstars, right? Yeah. Um, second half of the season, you could say the same. Um, I really, really like the sign of, of Morgan Whitaker. I think he's a, he looks an excellent player. Um, but probably not for the first team yet. Um, if we're going to go signing of the season, it's between Mark or Freddie. Cause yeah. Both of the players, again, Freddie knows exactly what it means to the fans, much like Andre does, you know, he's got that passion. He always shows that he's so passionate about Swansea and like, he he did all those videos on Instagram learning Welsh, which like imagine like nobody I mean, does he that. Might not
1: even be here next year, so why why would he even need to put that time? I know, and yeah, no nobody does that. And I'm just like, wow. to him.
7: Yeah, and we we've just got a dog uh, recently, um, and when we were picking names, it had to be a Disney name for my yeah. missing. But I was also like, can we have Woody? Because it's like Freddy Woodman, Woody, yeah. right?
1: And um, so.
7: Yeah, I, I probably would say Wood Woodman actually. I just think he's just everything about him. I just love him. Yeah, I, just, I think.
1: I I'm glad you've said Woodman. I feel like he's had a lot of unfair criticism uh, this season. Yeah, he does get a lot of sick. Yeah, we've given again when we when we like to like highlight mistakes. We it's a bit of constructive criticism. We always look at what they've done wrong, and then look at the context of it. Like we try to anyway. So when there was a couple of games, his distribution was off a little bit. I was quite vocal to say like because. Twitter was going mad at this point, saying he's not good enough no and all this. I was yeah. just like, look, yes, he's made some errors. He's made a mistake or two. I think like the Palmer scoring against us for Bristol when he, he done him, yeah. like I was like, uh, the reason... Day, yeah, the reason he's here playing for us in the first place, in the championship, not the Premier League, the championship, is because yeah. he's from a Premier League club. He's young. He's coming through. He needs some game time to develop, to make mistakes and learn from him. That's literally why he's here. If he was mm-hmm. the finished article, he wouldn't be here. That's li- like, oh, yeah. he wouldn't be here. He'd be fighting for Newcastle's first team. So, yeah, I agree. You've got to, you've got to like give him a leeway when he does these things. Yeah, you can say that you've done this wrong. He needs to do better. That's fine. You can say that. But at the same time, you've got to acknowledge that that's what he's here to do as well. So, so all of the yeah. lone players that have come from youth teams they are here to learn football, first team football. Championship's quite a cauldron of fire, a little bit. Like, yeah, um, so it's a. It's a good the, place. If you can hack it, like Geahy and Woodman have, I think like you've got a good career ahead of you. Um, yeah. And I think he's he's done fun. You don't win Golden Glove if you're a bad keeper. I don't care. Say what you want yeah. for the defence. Uh, the defence didn't even finish as the best defence in the league and he still won Golden Glove. So. Um, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, if you, can, you can temper the, the bad games
7: by the two games at Oakwell. So the one in the regular season where he makes that save from Mowat, I think it was. From the long-range drive, yeah, um, and the semi-final, where he makes that unbelievable double save yeah. at the start of half, which probably wins us the tie.
1: Yeah, well, that was that um, was that was a good one though because that just shows this determination. I think we mentioned it yeah. in our video where the first save he could have done better with because he kind of the way that he saves it palms it into trouble, which yeah. I think he knows himself at that moment. Oh crap! I should have done better with that. I've left ourselves yeah. in a bit of trouble. But he makes sure he gets there for the second one. So he yeah, immediately yeah. makes up for it. And that's just, yeah. that's that's literally what you're saying. That's his drive, his commitment, his determination all there in that double save. Because he does make an error and he atones for it like a second later. And it's yeah. a massive, massive, uh, uh, like you said, could have won us the tie really. and uh, Not just even yeah. the first leg, I think the tie in general. So yeah. anyway, um, yeah. Anything else that you want to talk about then in regards to this season or going forward before we wrap up?
7: Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously what every Swans fan is going to want this summer is investment. Um, And I think it's really needed now. I know that we haven't got the parachute payments and all that. um, But there's a reason why they've released IU. There's a reason why they've released Dak and John and all these players because they want to save wages, right? Yeah. That money now needs to be reinvested, like we've been talking about. You know, Cullen. Yeah, okay. It, I'm, I would ha- be happy for him to be first choice, but realistically, we need somebody who's more prolific and yeah. can score <clears throat> those goals. Um, that needs to happen at this point because if it doesn't, then
1: we could go the way of say a Derby, who really yeah. struggled this season, I and think, nobody. Yeah. That, you know, I think we. I don't know. If, well, I don't want to touch. You know, I don't want to say anything uh, that. Puts me in the spotlight here, but I think if we did, <laughs> if we didn't, maybe consolidate our fit position at the top, I would feel we'd fall mid-table rather than bottom. And, yeah. but it can easily happen in championship because it's all about confidence. Just look like at yeah. forest, who can't? They went from losing that on the playoffs on the last day. The must have just knocked their mental, uh, yeah, yeah. mental strength because they just fell off a cliff then, and until they had a the new manager, because- kind of saved them, but. Um,
7: yeah, you see, you see it. You do see it in the championship, like you said. You know, it's one of those leagues.
1: Yeah, I feel like our squad has got a, the mental strength to bounce back from a playoff final with determination. To I do as well. Do yeah. I think they used last season's semi defeat to push them on this year. So when you got that step closer again, you've got to look at it at the end of the day. Well, we did actually make progress because they won yeah. the semi final this time. They learned from the semi final and they got through it this time. Because um, we know we won both legs both times. Just the second yeah. leg this time. We'd done the job. Um Now, we know what to expect in a final. So we need to learn from it for next year. Hopefully, we'll come to that and we can push on further. But if it does, then yeah. we've got that experience. But like you said, we do need investment. Um I think in regards to AU, I would just write him off. I think the parachute money covers him. That's the only yeah. reason he stayed at all was because of parachute money. So yeah. I've seen a lot of people saying on Twitter, like, you know, does that mean now he's gone? We'll have money to reinvest. I would straight up say no. Whatever money you cost us is That's not going back into the club. That money is yeah. gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, but the others, you're right. Like they weren't necessarily good enough, or they didn't fit into Steve Cooper's plans. I'm gonna go and put my neck on the line, you and say uh, Barry McKay. Maybe you know if if there was a bit more, like um, if someone could have tapped his mental, whatever he's thinking, he had something to give, but. He clearly, clearly yeah. wasn't necessarily fully focused on what he needed to be focused on. I just think yeah. it stands out to me that season under Potter, I'm pretty sure I've got the stats in front of me now, but I've looked into it before. I'm sure he had more goal contribution than Bruce and Selena, who got mm-hmm. praised for that season. McKay was like a bit of a meme. However, I'm sure he had like yeah. more assists and um, less game time. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, they've gone now. since so says yeah. Wage is released, so you're right. Yeah, he,
7: he's... Barry McKay is a frustrating player. So I remember before COVID, um, so the season before this one, yeah, uh, was playing Fulham at the Liberty, and we were two one down in the second half. Barry McKay came on, and he he like he was running down the wing. Somebody sprayed this ball out to him. He was in a perfect position to cross it, and then crossed it into the crowd. And you are like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and that that he's... was him. That's the problem, isn't it? You know? Yeah,
1: he's too inconsistent. That's what I mean. If someone could get in there and like. Sort him out. He's definitely got quality. Um but we he just couldn't do it all the time and that's what was frustrating. Yeah. But uh, yeah. he used to pop that's up with one. assist quite often, which is like that's why it's annoying because Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it is what it is, he's gone now. Um Yeah. So hopefully we do you know, all that stuff happened last year where they got some more people on board. Apparently there was more money in the consortium or something. I'm not really yeah, sure yeah, the I'll details this, of yeah. it. But let's see if we see any of that. The club technically made a profit last year. So um, I would say we will... I I do expect a big name to go still. yeah, That's probably where most of the funds will come from. But we need to see if, say, it's Grimes or Conor Roberts or whoever it is, Cabango, whatever they sell for, all of that money, I would like to see go back in. So whether you say one goes for 10, 15 million, two or three players, um, bro-in with that money is what I would... Like to see and then loans to complement, yeah, yeah, that
7: needs to happen. Um, but I think out of the players that potentially could leave, the one I would be most hurt by is Conor Roberts. Yeah, I know, I know he'd get the most money, but he's the one I, I really don't want to leave. But that's
1: because he's from our academy and he's a local lad, and that's literally why, he, yeah, his passion. You know, how good would it be for a local boy to take you back to the Prem? Like, it's, it's a, that's a story for the papers, in not it? That's like one of them, yeah. Uh, Dream stories, but sometimes effort it. You know, he, I think even if he stays this year, like, it's it's he's gonna go at some point because if we don't go yeah. up, like, and your career's short, he's twenty five. I didn't realize he was that old actually, but yeah, especially yeah. if he has a good Euros now. The only good thing about that yeah. is it might add value, but um, he's do he's too good not to be played at that level. Yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, and I think you can't. We can't be like. You know, sometimes when a player leaves and you know, people are like, oh, he didn't have any loyalty. It's like, well, nah, he's, he's no. got a short career and he needs to, not, he needs not to test Connor. himself. Yeah.
7: Yeah. If he goes, I wish him all the best. Um, yeah, same. You know, I absolutely love him. I think he's been the one player that I've, I've looked at and gone, wow, what, what a guy, you know? And everyone loves him. Everyone yeah. loves him. Um, all the players love him, all the fans love him. Um, so yeah, if he goes, he goes, and he goes. With my best wishes, but I just hope it doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, same. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the summer brings. Like I said before, we've got more stuff going on in summer. We'll talk about it now, but keep an eye out for that. Thanks for coming on again, Joey. Thanks, mate. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you again soon. Uh, if you want to remind yeah. everyone where they can find you, like on uh, Twitter or whatever. Yep.
7: Yeah, so uh, Joey Daniel Waldron or Joey is Swansea is the handle, um,
1: and yeah, just follow me on there. Cool, cheers, and I shall see you next time, and we'll move on to whoever's next in this video, so cheers for coming on. Have a good one. (laughs) Okay, there we have it. There's everyone's contributions to their season review and what they thought of Swansea City's season in the 2020-21 championship uh, season. Quite a weird year with COVID and everything. Uh, No fans in the stadium until we got rewarded, if you were lucky enough, to go to the playoff final and actually experience the game, and that's a big game to experience in a year where we didn't experience any so uh, you know it could have been far worse but yeah let us know what you think about your season review and what you think about what everyone had to say in this video in the comments and once again i just want to thank everybody for their support i hope you enjoyed this video if you're still here at this point and if you are still here at this point fair play because this has been very very long really really appreciate that support and if you you are still here then please just hit that subscribe button really helps us out a lot and If you like the video as well, it just allows more people to see what we're doing, and hopefully we can just expand and do more stuff like this and other stuff in the future. So a couple of things we've got coming up in the summer. We're gonna try and get some stuff out for the Euros. We've also not quite finished with our end of season stuff, so we're gonna do a sort of player awards video if that makes sense. So we'll have like we'll discuss our player of seasons. That's the Swans cast team because I kind of left that out of our section of this video so we'll discuss our player of the season maybe goal of the season sign in this season we'll have some jokey ones in there as well i think and um also maybe team of the season and maybe we'll look at some of the wider championship team of the season but we'll see what happens with that otherwise we've got a transfer uh series gonna come up so we're gonna have a look at maybe players we think we could look at in to fill gaps that we need to fill to challenge again next year and to progress again next year so check that out that'll be later in the summer and there'll be obviously some podcasts as well just talking about wider football topics i'm sure we'll have plenty of guests on along the way if you are interested at all ever coming on just let us know drop us a message on twitter or comment on the video and we'll reach out to you we always like to hear other people's opinions and if you don't want to come on, just keep commenting away and letting us know how we feel that way. But again, once again, thanks for your support, for watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify, whatever it is. Really appreciate it. Onwards and upwards now to the next season and we shall catch you there and well in summer. But thanks again and it's bye for now. Thank you for watching. Don't forget, if you enjoyed the video, to click the like button to help us grow. To keep up to date with all of our new uploads, hit the subscribe button and push the bell to ensure you are notified of all of our new videos. As always, engage in the comments and let us know your opinions on what we discussed today. And if you want to support us directly, check out our new merch where you can find some awesome sponsor related T-shirts.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network
1: The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a muck nugget share box and a few tips with your mates. You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You win. Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well?